so hopefully this is going well, and it will go well, because uh, last night I took all the shit off my computer uh, that I could possibly take off, because uh, there's not much space on there, right? But we talked about how I'm trying to empty mm-hmm. some stuff out. Took all sure. the music off, because I just listened to Spotify now anyway, and I have it backed up, and I was like, get out of here. Uh, took all the, like, the extra like movies and stuff I had on there, I was like, get out of here. Can't have space for that. Uh, but then also, I had forgotten, I had been putting off uh, upgrading to High Sierra, uh, oh. from Sierra and when I did that like before I did that I would do like the get info button and it would just load and load and load and I would do it again and I would end up clicking something in that damn menu and it would open up something in Finder and I was like fuck you uh, mm-hmm. and then after I updated it, everything's really really fast okay. so I hope that that was the change and right now everything's going really well with the, the video Okay. so I think okay. my computer needed that upgrade I think well actually I think Apple was purposely slowing down my computer by not upgrading they were like well fuck you because they've mm-hmm. been proven to do that on phones so hopefully uh, this is better though from now thanks on. Obama Ugh, that guy <laughs> he's back to ruin everything <laughs> first he took away all of our guns <laughs> now we all have been signed up for death panels oh, oh, my god there's no end to his reign it's ridiculous, and uh, and I wish that we just got someone, I don't know, like a whiter guy in the office uh, to, t- to take over and make things great again. You know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, that's still not true. We have an orange man. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. We went from uh, from uh, the first black president to uh, Pumpkinhead. So, oh, man, you yeah. know, I never realized the uh, that that's two stages that we really did progress, I suppose. Um, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. like it, it veered away from the normal Caucasian skin color. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So. You know, there was a, I just was on Twitter a little bit ago and someone had posted, um, they were, it was like a reporter and he was going through um, documents of different like Trump payments and all this stuff from different things. And one, one of the holding companies is called Comover, like Comover 331 <laughs> LLC or something. <laughs> and I was like, I bet he doesn't even know that exists. I bet one of his underlings did it. But that's hilarious that there's a company that's involved with them. <laughs> that it does a fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe the last day, you know, they're like, well, I'll set this up for him, but fuck that guy. <laughs> uh, that was so funny, though. Well, Stephen, here we are again. Yeah. It seems like a, a scant one week ago oh, man. that uh, we were doing this. Yeah. And uh, are we doing it? You tell me. Uh, we're doing it. I'm Stephen. I'm Brent. And welcome to Let's Talk About Stuff, where Steven's wired because he's been doing laundry days <laughs> till 1.30 in the morning, and we're recording this early today. Welcome to the show. <laughs> and by laundry, he does mean cocaine. So. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> 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 and I'm Brent. I've been doing cocaine, which means laundry, so... Oh, you know, wow. Yeah. Flip it up. There's a good back and forth, yeah. That's good, yeah. Keep people on their toes. No one knows what we're talking about. We might even introduce that as a new category for our rating system. <laughs> cocaine or detergent you tell yeah. us oh man all Coke right turge oh yeah i like that mm-hmm. uh yeah that's a good one so Coke today, turge sounds like a star wars character you ask me oh it huh? absolutely does yeah. like, i think they actually were in this movie i was trying to think we were uh trying to come up with a sync word earlier and all i could think of was solo and then i was like that's boring but i was like oh well maybe another person's name in that movie and i was like I don't remember any of them. They were very interesting. <laughs> there was a lot of them, though, but I don't remember a single one. <laughs> Besides it's Lando. Hard. Yeah. It's hard, yeah. I had to look them up uh, uh, on Wikipedia today for uh, for some of the names, but yeah. Yeah, there's a lot. And they're cool. I like I like uh, the way they do alien names and stuff in, in the Star Wars universe. 
Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah. So speaking of that, we are uh, going to discuss Solo, a Star Wars story today. Uh, we both saw that. You saw it last night, is that right? I did, yeah, on uh, on Friday night after work. That, that This is two Fridays in a row. I I've know, yeah. Different this for you. Yeah. And you went alone, though, right, this time, instead of Brandy going with you? Uh, I believe I went solo, Steven. Oh, damn it. I even missed it. <laughs> I, I too, went solo. Nailed it. Too late. Too late. <laughs> <laughs> damn it. Well, so so Amanda didn't go with you? No, not, I went, I went during it? the day. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Um, she's not, I mean, she likes Star Wars or whatever, but um, mm-hmm. I think she likes more of the, I think she saw Rogue One with me, but um, I don't think she'll probably ever see it again. I think she's more of like the main timeline and the main trilogies and stuff she's more into. Um, okay. Like she liked The Force Awakens a lot and um, and all that, but. Has she seen I, The Last Jedi? Yet? I still can't remember. I don't remember if she went with me or not. I feel like she would have gone to that with me, but I don't remember. Sometimes I'll go like, I'll know I'll go again, so I might go early and watch it because uh, I like to get there, you know, as, and watch it as soon as possible. And I don't remember if she actually ended up watching that one or not. Stephen, I'm, I'm going to tell you with my weird memory. Yes, please. I, I am both shocked and horrified at the prospect of not being able to remember if, oh. <laughs> <laughs> who you went to go see a movie with, where you sat in the okay, theater, good. what clothes you were wearing. Oh, man. Yeah. I know. So I was. I thought you were going to tell me that she did go see it, but you don't. You don't know. No. Yeah. I don't. I don't recall yeah. if uh, if you had mentioned it on the show or not. Yeah. We, yeah we I don't spoke. remember. Mm, but interesting. Uh, all I know is I, I walked into the theater dressed like a, uh, a masturbating Ninja Turtle uh, last <laughs> night. <and>, uh, <laughs> Your usual undercover. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. 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 Got my big trench coat, my fedora. Yeah. Uh, a, a weird shell. I don't know why I. <laughs> Feel the need to put on a shell underneath this trench coat, but is it is it heavy? Of, What's it made of? It's very heavy. It's yeah. like yeah, it's uh, made out of. Uh, uh, <laughs> 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 I was trying to go with the, the word, but it wasn't there. I figured if I just yeah, talk, I would run into the word. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, I was gonna say uh, vibranium, but uh, oh wow, yeah, man, yeah, it's, okay, it's, crossover yeah. event. I like that. Mm-hmm. It's heavy, yeah, mm. but uh, yeah. I thought it was gonna be like styrofoam. You know, for oh. cosplaying purposes, you went, you went, you went high level though. That's nice. Yeah, it was very expensive. <laughs> I uh, mortgaged my house, which, if you remember last week, uh, I am on the streets. Uh, I am a hobo. <laughs> <laughs> Again, recording this behind a Starbucks. Have to use their Wi-Fi. When, when you said that last week, I started laughing really hard, and I didn't want to like derail the show, but I'll say it now that it kept reminding me of uh, when we were kids. And uh, I don't remember which station it was now. Some radio station would be like, broadcasting from a porta potty in Broken Arrow. And that's what I thought about when you said that. I was like, that's Brent. Yeah, that's that's K-Hits here in town. K-Hits. Yeah. Oh, man, K-Hits. Wow. Throwback. Mm. All the top 40, you can jam into eight songs every hour. <laughs> that's right. Shots fired at the local pop radio station. Oh, damn. Damn, that was, mm-hmm. and it's accurate is the thing. They mm-hmm. can't really refute that, so nope. there you they, go. They can try. Come at me. Come at me, bros. <laughs> but they wouldn't have time because they'd be playing those eight songs. Yeah, they're, so, they're locked in. They're yeah. locked into those eight. Ah, oh, man. Those are the hits. <sighs> That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I should transition. I have none, but... Uh... Well, let me transition, Stephen. Excellent, excellent. Um, so we are on episode 45, and 
we're a scant five episodes away, if I'm doing the math properly. Uh, I think you are. Uh, from episode 50. Oh, man. Yeah. That's so, crazy. Uh, on episode 50, that's kind of a big deal for us. Uh, we were only legally contracted to do five episodes. That's right. And then we got an extension from Big Podcast. Yep. So, you know, 50s right around the corner. So we'd like to have a special guest on for the episode. And that special guest is you, dear listener. Oh. So if you would, go ahead and send us your emails at letstalkaboutstuffpodcast at gmail.com which I recited from memory. I don't nice. know if you saw that. It didn't even look away. That was pretty good. <laughs> Send us your emails with uh, 50 in the subject line, and we will read that on that episode because mm-hmm. we'd like to hear from you, and uh, we'll answer any questions you've got. Uh, hopefully they're not uh, too weird. Uh, we do reserve the yeah. right to not answer certain questions. Do we? Do we have that right? I hope so. Well, I mean, if it's a if it's about, like, dick size, I mean, obviously, that's fair game. Yeah. But, uh, okay. you know, if it's, like, what's your social security number, I'll give you, like, uh, okay. seven. I'll give you seven of those numbers. And I'll probably give you a hint of the eighth. Yeah. <laughs> and ninth. And ninth, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so, yeah, if you would, send us your emails. Uh, again, that's at let's talk about stuff podcast at gmail.com. We'll touch on it again at the end of the show. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Send us and those if, emails. Uh, we're we're going to plan on doing something else for that show, I'm sure. Oh, because, I was going to uh, say, if we we'll don't have get like any one email at, <laughs> yeah. at the most, and it might be from me. <laughs> <laughs> if we don't get any, it's just blank air. It'll, right. it'll be a podcast two hours long. Oh, guaranteed. Air. At yeah. minimum. At <laughs> minimum. <laughs> but yeah, that's going to be awesome. Uh, man, I can't believe we're hitting 50. That's crazy. Uh, we're getting up there. 10 times what we uh, were contracted for. That's ridiculous. It, it, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, I know. Uh, that's pretty cool to say. T-shirt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's been, uh, and it's coming up. Um, not quite on a, I don't know, what did we start? When, when will our year be? I think well? uh, like mid to late July is when that's we I thought. Wow. started putting the podcast out there. We recorded a little bit early because we were trying mm-hmm. to oh, yeah. get stuff in advance. But yeah. Uh, but yeah. Interesting. Oh, hello. Yeah, uh, that was Miles. He was yawning <laughs> and stretching. <laughs> But yeah, that's uh, that'd be really cool, and we'd love any uh, any questions, and we will give you the answers uh, to things. Probably, I, I'd say most of the things you'll ask, because uh, I think our mm-hmm. listeners are going to ask some great questions, and uh, and that'll be a lot of fun. And we'll yeah, we'll try to plan something else to pad that episode out just in case. <laughs> <laughs> now, before we get started on uh, the mini topic discussion, I uh, do want to hearken back to last week's episode where I had the real sugar Pepsi and just regular mm-hmm. Coca-Cola. Yep. And we promised on this episode that I would do real sugar Pepsi and uh, the Mexican Coke, which has real sugar in it instead of the corn syrup, uh, which man. I have done today. Everyone's so excited! <laughs> and as uh, as tribute, I've offered my Raphael Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle cup oh, uh, as the drinking vessel to imbibe this. That's a sweet-ass what cup. I, what I'm hoping is a delicious soda beverage mm-hmm. so if you'll indulge me with drinking on mic <laughs> <laughs> making weird and horrible narrate. Narrate. don't worry <laughs> but uh here we go uh salute all right it's reaching his lips it's going down his tongue swirling it around swallowing. oh my god that is delicious oh yeah this is this is it we've That's reached the, the pinnacle <laughs> you know what this doesn't even remind me of rc cola this is like some oh, new wow um heavenly drink you know super cola oh it's like a super group Mm -hmm. like a band it's like the best of the best of uh the pepsi coke world man it is yeah it's uh that's exactly what it is steven excellent super group cola 
<laughs> SGC. <laughs> well, man, I'm very excited about that. So is this uh, going to be your new thing? You're going to buy uh, all the expensive real sugar sodas and mix it together? <laughs> this is going to get real expensive real quick. <laughs> well, uh, I, I I meant to go get a, uh, a Pepsi and a Coke. I was just going to try it for a regular one, but uh, I do want to mm-hmm. try this. Uh, as Sarah had told us uh, recently, I do have one of those soda stores in town in Houston, so I need to go and get some of those weird things, but also uh, the real sugar Pepsi, which I still haven't tried. Um, so I didn't get uh, them to mix together and then try against this, but I finally did break down, and I got an RC Cola. Oh, nice. Okay. Uh, but <laughs> they don't sell a small one. <laughs> <laughs> So I got a two liter. <laughs> we'll see how this goes. Uh, and it's cool. It's got, if you can see, it has a, a retro logo, but I like their yeah. retro logo because. Yeah, it looks I, way better than Pepsi's. Right. And I, I feel like RC Cola is still retro. Like they haven't upgraded in years. So I feel like this isn't even retro. It's just, you know, what it is. So I'm excited to open this uh, big bad boy and see how it is. I, I thought, oh, I'll get a cup, you know, and I'll pour it in there. And then I was like, no, I want to drink it straight from this big-ass bottle on air. So <laughs> That's the go. way to do it, you know. Oh, oh, yeah. That was good. That was good. Sexy. <laughs> way better than that uh, Pepsi queef opening that <laughs> we had right. a few episodes back. And here I'm going to do the Donald Trump drinking thing with two hands, but I have a two liter, so it makes sense. Here we go. And Stephen yeah. also has normal size hands as well, so it's... Yeah, there you go. Yeah. It, it looks like it's supposed to. It smells like cola. Okay. Mm-hmm. When he sniffed it, he got a hint of cedar wood in there. God damn it. All right. I knew this was going to happen. I knew I was going to drink it and be like, that's not really what I was thinking RC Cola tasted like whenever I kept saying it with Pepsi and Coke. And I should probably get a Pepsi and a Coke to try them against it. It's better than those. By far. <laughs> Is it really? Okay. Yeah, okay. I think so. It tastes closer to Coke to me. Like, just like, really? almost like regular Coke. Yeah. It's, I'm sure it's different, but I, I don't have a Coke with me to try it out even. Hmm. Maybe when they were uh, mixing the Coke and Pepsi to make the RC, they hmm. had a little bit heftier of a pour with the Coke. There you go. Yeah. So maybe the that's factory. Getting, getting the notes um, of it. But, uh, wow. Okay. I'm, well, I'm going to need to try that. Okay. Too. The second sip, though, had a definite Pepsi chemical aftertaste. Mm. Interesting. Um, what if it alternates back and forth? I, I, I yeah. feel like you have to take a third drink. I got to take a third one. To see if it uh, evens out. That was total Coke. This is fucking weird, man. <laughs> well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep drinking this two liter throughout the show like a real American. And uh, <laughs> I'll let you guys know if I have any more observations. <laughs> it's funny because the label has like it has both red and blue mm-hmm. in it. It uh, does along with white, so it's like the, the the perfect mixture of Coke and Pepsi in the labeling would, yeah. itself, uh, it's even like, down to the the font of the RNC. If it was called PC Cola, I would make it. Would make, it would make total sense. It's like they were like, oh no, they'll know it's Pepsi and Coke. We need to do the little leg on the on the P and make it an R, and then we'll fool everybody. Stephen, the world is so PC now. I mean, you can't even say like <laughs> racial slurs to people. Uh, it's it's insane. If there was a PC cola, people were like, "I'm not drinking it," <laughs> <laughs> and I'm having freedom fries instead. 
ridiculous. Okay, well, th- this is uh, this is interesting uh, Man, to you and is. I only. Uh, the listeners bored out of their minds. <laughs> <Yeah>. They've already, <laughs> they've already skimmed, skimmed away past this part. But uh, I am delighted to to see that you uh, tried mm-hmm. the RC cola. I am too. Um, I'm only upset that I'm not sure if it'll last a whole week. Uh, you know, keeping keeping good. Uh, for the next episode so that I could try it against a Pepsi and a Coke, but it's a lot of soda, so I have to drink that. I don't want to waste it, you know, like like you say. Um, oh, yeah. So I'm going to have to drink it throughout the week, but uh, maybe I'll get another one. The thing is, this whole thing was a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> this whole two liter. It was five for five dollars at H-E-B. Oh, shit. I was like, all right, uh, we'll get one of those. That's a, that's not even a price break. Like, why do oh, they no. stop the pricing at that? It's like... It's well, why not just say one hundred for one hundred dollars? Be amazing. People are just fucking loading their carts. Like I have to get a hundred of them. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, H E B does a lot of those, like five, five for five or whatever. Um, and but what's the thing is, you don't even need to get that. Like at first, I'd be like, oh, I don't need five of something. But it's like, no, you can just get one, and it's, it's one for a dollar. Like that's that could be the tag as well. So that yeah, I mean, if it, if it yeah. was five for four dollars, I mean, now mm-hmm. you're talking, right? It's like less than exactly. a buck a piece, but yeah. It, it's, yeah. it's weird to uh, <laughs> differentiate the, the pricing there. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's strange. Um, uh, speaking of pricing, though, how uh, was the Mexican Coke? Was it more expensive than a regular Coke? I, I don't. I don't usually see them uh, around. So, you know what? Uh, I don't know. Again, uh, we've got podcast money, uh, so oh, I don't yeah. even look at pricing Rolling anymore. In. So I'm just like, <laughs> I guess here you go. I I walk in and I have people. Um, you know, with those like those uh, those guns that like deal cards. Oh yeah. I've got, one of those that are it's just filled with hundred dollar bills and people oh, wow. are just like uh-huh. i pay these two people whenever i walk into a place to just fire hundos you know oh, wow. as i'm walking through there yeah, i'm making it rain without actually me making it rain you know because mm-hmm. you don't want to touch it that's power because it that's it, where you that's yeah. where you want to be yeah money's dirty it, like pe- you, people touched it gross yeah Ew. yeah <laughs> the poor people <laughs> disgusting a poor person once looked at that hundred dollar bill longingly when they were looking for bread and I don't want even want to touch that, all right? Mm-hmm. I want to get away from that. I'm rich now. i got the podcast money. I also have a third guy who is my flamethrower guy, and he oh, just wow. set the money on fire. Yeah. Damn. That yeah. sounds rad as fuck. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. two guys shooting money in the air, and a third guy blowing it out with uh, a flamethrower? Mm-hmm. Holy shit. I'll never go back to that soup kitchen. <laughs> I just walk in and say, bye, motherfuckers. <laughs> shooting money and lighting on fire. <laughs> Well, I'm afraid they get confused because they're thinking buy, like B-U-Y, you know, here's $100. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, no, like, good, like, there's a whole conversation. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm like, good buy, not, not buy. And I've got a fourth guy who has, like, a marker board who's, like, writing the, the words down mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just so they can see which version of that. It's, my life is very pricey. And then, wait, don't you have a fifth guy that takes off your Velcro-attached suit? That it reveals a bathing suit underneath, so you can jump in the hot tub in the back of your limo and you can drive away real fast. Yes, uh, that is true. Except my bathing suit is just like a, another. It's like a suit. Like it looks oh, like. Oh yeah, that makes sense. You know those shirts where it looks like you were uh, like bare chested, but mm-hmm. it's actually a shirt. That's what my bathing suit is. It covers my entire body. Okay. Yeah. And then that is also a Velcro suit, and he pulls that off, and I'm wow. just in. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm wearing uh, jorts and. Uh, <laughs> In a Lakers jersey, so that sounds sexy, if if I may. Uh, <laughs> sure, <laughs> sure, I guess. Even Brady would be like, no, no. no. 
I'll, I'll hook you up with my Velcro guy. He does. He's great. He yeah, does. That great sounds work. really like because it's a lot of um, time. I would I would think to alter everything it's, into. Velcro. It's very time consuming. My life and uh, also very expensive. So to answer your question, no, I don't recall how much the uh, <laughs> this Mexican Coke was. No, um, I buy them in six packs uh, at uh, at Rocket Fizz, and they've got I think like a, a, okay, it's, it's essentially like a, a pick six if you were to go to a. Uh, want to say a beer store but uh like a liquor store no oh, yeah um mm-hmm. so uh and i think a pick six at the rocket fizz is like 6.99 or something like that so okay. i don't know the individual price but uh yeah just slightly over uh a dollar a piece did you get any other uh, uh special sodas with that this time not recently. I'll tell you what, when I had that sweet corn soda, that one did me in. Like, I was ruined for the rest of the day. Like, have you ever had, like, so much sugar that oh, it's just, yeah. like, in your system and you're just like, I don't know how to get rid of this. And you're just, like, drinking, like, bacon grease or whatever, just something to, to counteract, just something to make you feel alive. I feel like I'm getting there right now. Every time I take a swing out of this two liter, I feel like so gluttonous. It's disgusting. But I'm also thirsty and it's, and it's good. So. <laughs> Man, uh, that's how they get you. Yeah. Whenever soon, I, uh, soon you're going to be like licking Lay's potato chips on air, <laughs> just like licking the salt off. Of I'm sorry, Brett. I'm, I'm sugar hungover <laughs> and it's fucked up. <laughs> I'm with you though. Sometimes you need like that, a counteract and it's the salt usually. Yeah. That's from the mm-hmm. sweet, but, uh, yeah, you need something cause it's just like, Oh, I just feel gross. I feel like that kind of way right now because I was drinking Dr. Pepper last night, uh, to keep me awake to, uh, to clean up our house. Mm-hmm. Since my uh, my parents are coming into town, I wanted to clean up the house and get it all ready for them. And um, yeah, I woke up this morning and I was a little tired anyway because I didn't get a ton of sleep. But I, I feel kind of like sugar hungover. I just feel like gross, you know? <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Ugh, it's just disgusting. <laughs> it's, and I wonder if that's something that happens when you're a kid. You just don't notice it because you're always gross know. because you're a child. Yeah. Right. Gross. <laughs> but yeah, I've noticed that as an adult. Like if I have like too much uh, like junk food, especially uh-huh. the next day, I'll, first of all, I'll wake up with a headache. And oh, then yeah. I'll, uh, I'll just, yeah, I just feel nasty. feel like I need to shower on the outside and also my innards. Yeah. You know? <laughs> With bacon grease. rinsed out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Whatever salty and available. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, um, so should we, uh, should we go ahead and jump into the mini topic discussion? Uh, we can, yeah. Um, I have a few things on there. Okay. Uh, I will just mention briefly. And I had some more I, I didn't want to put on here for time reasons, but... I've just watched a few movies recently, so um, I watched this movie called The Commitments, which is an Irish movie from like '91 or '90. Um, I had known it's a, it's about a band being put together, like a, a manager who gets like a bunch of his friends and friends of friends who really aren't musicians to come together and try, try to form a soul band in Dublin. And uh, I had known some songs from it for years now. Um, they have a song called "Try a Little Tenderness." They, it's all like covers and stuff they sing. But um, they do a song called uh, Try a Little Tenderness, and they do a cover of Mustang Sally that's really good. The singers are, like, awesome. And uh, I watched that, and because um, uh, I had known the soundtrack for, like, my entire life, I've, I remember this thing, basically. And uh, I think my brother Danny um, likes the movie a lot. And um, so I finally put it on, and uh, it was pretty good when I was watching it. I was like, it's okay. Um, and for some reason, though, it stuck with me, and I really liked it. Um, it's I still think about it. Um, I watched it like five days ago now, and it's still like it's just like a charming movie. It's just kind of fun. Um, doesn't have a ton of people that I knew from it. Uh, it's a lot of like Irish actors and stuff that didn't do a ton of other things, but um, <clears throat> but it was really good, and I, I dig it. So if you like musicals, not, it's not like a musical, but if you like like uh, kind of a, a band getting together, or whatever type of movie or whatever, it's pretty fun, and uh, and the soundtrack's pretty killer. So that's pretty cool. 
Oh, that's cool. I like that uh, Try a Little Tenderness. Is that what uh -huh. she said? Yeah. I like that song. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I don't know who else sings that. Um, I only have their versions, and I've had it for years and never really knew the story of the movie or whatever. Because mm -hmm. it's like a really contentious band. Like, they all, like, they don't hate each other, but, like, it's like all these, like, assholes, basically, they got together and, like, they're like, we can, we can form a band, right? And mm -hmm. uh, kind of just, like, <clears throat> putting it all together and everything. But it was pretty good, and it stuck with me, which is weird. And it's funny, I, I didn't think about it being that great uh, necessarily, but then I looked to the Wikipedia, and they were like, yeah, it was nominated for, like, an Academy Award for Best Editing. And I was like, that's weird. And it was like, it won the BAFTA for Best Picture, Best Director, Best Editing. I was like, what the fuck? Wow. This movie is, like, really good? I don't think it's quite that <laughs> level, but uh, yeah. apparently it's, like, a huge, has a huge following as, like, one of the best Irish movies of all time, which is cool. Um, mm -hmm. I have some but Irish blood in me. I was going to say, Stephen, aren't you Irish? Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I, I think I'm contractually obligated to like it, honestly. Hmm. But, uh, hmm. but yeah. No collusion. Hmm. Okay. Sure. <laughs> sure. All right. You can't sure. prove a thing, Brent. <laughs> um, and then um, there's another movie I've been thinking about for a while. All right. And it's The Village by M. Night Shyamalan. Um, I, I distinctly remember this movie. I don't remember if you were with us. Did you watch this movie with me? No, I saw it with Brandy. Uh, okay. we were at the back of the theater, uh, skewing to the left. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> I watched this with a lot of our friends. That's why I watched this at the drive-in at the Admiral Twin drive-in in, in uh, oh, wow. Tulsa, <clears throat> which sounded awesome. You know, this movie is about like creatures in the forest. I was like, let's watch this outside. That sounds great. And I remember, as it went on, getting more and more disappointed because I was a huge uh, M Night fan, and uh, and it was just such a, like the marketing was horrible for what actually per, you know was portrayed in the movie. And I I don't think I've watched it since. I think I watched it one time, and mm -hmm. I've never watched it since because it, it left such a bad taste in my mouth. And um, so I texted Danny, my brother, and I was like, "Hey, I'm thinking about watching The Village," and his text back was something like, "Stephen." Steven, listen to me. Do not do that. Don't do that. But if you do, stop it halfway and before it gets bad. And I was like, all right. So I, I put it on. And as I told Amanda and then eventually Danny, I, I was trying to act like, oh, I don't know what he's talking about. I don't know where the halfway point could possibly be, right? I'll probably watch the whole thing because I wouldn't know where to stop it. But I knew where to stop it. I have to be honest. Uh, there's a there's a turning point, and it's pretty obvious. And I don't want to ruin mm -hmm. everything for it, but um, it, for anybody that hasn't seen it, it's it's another twist movie of, of In Nights, and uh, the twists ain't so great. And I saw it coming a mile away, which I usually don't see anything like that, and um, and it devolves pretty quickly. Um, but after watching it again, after all these years, um, I didn't realize how many great actors, uh, how many great producers, uh, like. So much going into this movie, everybody was like, this is going to be a hit, and it's going to be great. And it is the, I've been trying to word this right, it is the best made worst movie I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> it is gorgeous. It's shot by Roger Deakins, who's like a, an amazing cinematographer. Um, the score, I can't remember his name right now, James Newton Howard, I think. Um, he does a lot of in night stuff and they're always really kind of fun and fancy, fantasy like or whatever, fantastical. And, um, 
it's really good. The acting is phenomenal. The uh, the actors in there uh, were great. I, I totally forgot Sigourney Weaver was even in this movie. Oh, um, shit, yeah. Right? Me too. She's uh, Joaquin, uh, Joaquin Phoenix's uh, mom, and I have to say this. I said Shmamalan earlier because Danny used to always call this the Joe Quain Shmamalan movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah he, she's joaquin's mom and uh but yeah bryce dallas howard is this is like her first role i guess her first major role and uh she's phenomenal in it but um the story is is so bad um and it's foreshadowed and like i don't know shown like so early on and i don't know why and uh so i i talked to danny afterwards and i was like hey danny i, I watched the village and he's like and and i was like and i i, I didn't i didn't stop I kept going and he was like, all right, he was just blank. He didn't say a word. He just let me keep talking until I finally had nothing more to say. And he just took another pause and he was like, all right, first off, we're going to talk about how you didn't listen to me <laughs> and how you probably regret your decision right now. But you know, you did it. So I, I needed to see how it played out again. Mm-hmm. I needed to see it in full form. And, um, and I was disappointed. So, um, I don't know, uh, Brent, if you personally like this movie, uh, it is generally regarded as like, you know, uh, the twist wasn't that great. And, um, it's kind of like, why did he even, I don't know, like it, it's not as good as like the sixth sense and, and some of the, like unbreakable and his other movies that had come out. Like this came right after signs, stuff like that. Uh, this was kind of the beginning of the end. <clears throat> the next movie in his canon was, uh, lady in the water, uh, which people universally hated, but I actually happened to love. So, um, you know, it goes both ways, but, uh, but yeah, do you remember the village? What do you think about that movie? Um, yeah, first of all, uh, is Danny your sponsor? He's like, your. your... <laughs> that's amazing. I call him with all my, uh, Danny, I did it again. I'm sorry. I had a breakdown. <laughs> that's good. You have to turn in your tokens at the end, <laughs> the end of the movie. Guys, I had to reset, but, uh, I'm back on wagon and I'm, I'm trying. <laughs> Um, yeah, so on, on the village, I remember, um, I remember liking the, the cinematography of the movie. There's one Uh shot in particular that I like, which is, um, and this isn't a spoiler, but where the, uh, the, the blind girl, uh, walked into the forest and the camera kind of pans around her Mm -hmm. and it might do that a couple of times Mm -hmm. in the movie, but, um, at at one point it, it pans around and you see a creature or whatever. Oh yeah. And, uh, and I always like that shot. That's what I think of when I think about this movie. And then um, my next thought is like, oh, this was not, this is not very good. <laughs> but um, I, I, I like the, I like the idea of the movie uh, where it's like there's forbidden knowledge and, mm-hmm. you know, they don't want anyone to find out about that forbidden knowledge because somebody finds out about it, it can, it can ruin everything um, yeah. without getting into spoiler territory. But I like that idea, but yeah, it's just the execution of it is not, um, <laughs> not good. Yeah. Yeah. Um... It's it's really funny how um, like I really don't see things coming. I, I like to be involved in the story and let the the filmmaker, the storyteller, you know, I let to let it wash over me. I let the, uh, I want the story to be told to me. I don't want to like I don't understand really the goal of like, oh, did you figure it out early? It's like why I wasn't trying. I don't want to try. So I always know in any movie if I figure something out, one, it was easy, too easy, and two, I I probably got bored and I started looking for it. Mm-hmm. Um, which I, it was not the case for this one. It was just like, when I watched it again, I was like, oh, all of this is like pretty easy to understand. I don't really know what I would have thought otherwise. Like when I didn't know the the story, like obviously I figured it out. I remember like calling this one like really early 
what was going to happen. And uh, as I watched it this time, I was like, well, yeah, because they talk about it in like really vague terms, like constantly. Um, and it was like really kind of interesting. It was it was a cool experiment to try it again. And uh, and damn it, it was a fucking like good movie for the first half. And then it just like spirals. And then out of it control. gets great. <laughs> oh man! But it was. Uh, if if I may, uh, we can put this in the notes. I'm gonna spoil. Do a little spoiler thing right now because I, I have to. Uh, okay. But the the twist, you know, is like they're they're living in the middle of the woods. They can't go into the woods because there's creatures. Bryce Dallas Howard is blind. She has to go get medicine for uh, Joe Wayne. Because uh, he gets stabbed. That's the turning point. When he gets stabbed uh, by Ad- uh, Adam Brody. Adam Brody? No. Adrian Brody. Yeah. Uh, Adam Brody would be a whole different movie. <laughs> you know, it's like the OC meets Signs. Uh, right. uh, no, Adrian Brody stabs him. And it's like really like a, a... It was a good moment. And right when it happened, I was like, this is what Danny means. This is the moment. I need to stop the movie. And I kept going. Uh, and it's very obvious. But, um, so she's blind, so they let her go to get medicine for him, and she comes to a wall, hops the wall, and there's a dude in a modern-day truck who comes up, and he's like, oh, hey, what are you doing here? Where'd you come from? And she's like, I live there. And from that moment on, it's, it's another, like, 15 minutes in the movie or something, and it's the clunkiest ending to, like, the, the most beautiful movie, um... Because there's a moment where he's he explain everything is like exposition from that point on. He's like, "Oh, where did you come from? I am a wildlife um, like what am I trying to think? Like a park ranger, and we are supposed to keep this fence up and not let anybody into this forest. Like it's all just like that clunky. And then he goes to get her medicine, and it's uh, it's M Night Shyamalan's uh, cameo where he's his mm-hmm. boss, and he's like, "Don't talk to them." Uh, don't talk to any teenagers, whatever. We don't want anybody to know anything about there or get suspicious. You know, like a few years ago, I had, I I got into a trouble whenever someone asked why planes don't fly over and we had to explain to them how somebody paid off the government so that planes wouldn't fly over. And I was like, that's what you wrote. That's the clunkiest (laughs) fucking dialogue. What are you talking about? Like, it's like the entire scene is exposition just to be like, this is what the twist is. Gotcha. And it's like, what? It, it was so, so bad. Like, I don't know why they all read that script. Maybe they didn't read Maybe he didn't give them the ending or something. Like, that was the twist. And they all signed on because he'd done these amazing movies. Mm-hmm. And then they twisted that up. And, uh, and it is not good. And uh, <laughs> so I have to agree with Danny. And I would definitely uh, stop it halfway. You'll, I think you'll know. Most people will know when that, when that twist happens. Uh, to just stop it. But before that, I, I mean, I have to honestly recommend it as a, an experiment, at least to watch it. It's kind of interesting. So, yeah. Um, I don't, <clears throat> I don't remember the ending. Uh, I remember, uh, mm. Shyamalan's cameo. Uh, uh-huh. I was thinking he was the, uh, uh I did, the yeah. guy who picks him up. Um, I thought so, so too. But, uh, yeah, I, I honestly didn't see the twist coming. Okay. I knew there mm-hmm. would be a twist because mm-hmm. that's the that's type of movies he was making. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I, I didn't see that one. I don't know if, uh, I, I'm probably just a dumb, dumb. Uh, I do try <laughs> to eat mashed potatoes through my forehead. So, uh, yep. <laughs> I have issues, but, um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't see that twist, uh, coming. Um, so yeah, no. I, I, again, I, I kind of like the idea of it, but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah the, just the, 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 the clunkiness of how it was handled from that point yeah. forward was, was weird. Yeah, it was. Uh, I, I kept thinking whenever I I was like, it's gonna be that it's, it's modern day. This is modern day, mm-hmm. uh, and I was like, man, if it's fucking modern day, I remember like I remember like 
some of that, like, really vividly watching it, being like, don't you fucking do it. If this is modern day, this would be like a goddamn Twilight Zone episode, which I think it is. There's actually an episode, like, very much <laughs> like this, because he was, people were talking about how he kind of stole from it. And it was just like, it just felt so cheap. It, it didn't feel as cool as like, The Sixth Sense is such a good twist. It's such a good movie. Um, and other ones like, Signs doesn't even really have a, a twist per se, um, uh, like like the other ones and stuff, but I, I like Signs a lot. Um, but yeah, it's just like, this was a, a big miss and it like had everything going for it. But uh, I don't know why. If, if he just stuck with them being, they were, there are monsters in the forest. I'm like, I don't know what that movie would have been, but I, I would have enjoyed it way more, I think, yeah. than having this this thing, whatever. But uh, obviously it was the entire catalyst for his story. So fair enough. But uh, I'm going to console myself with some more RC Cola. <laughs> <laughs> well, while you're doing that, this isn't on the script, but um, I do want to mention that um, I did receive another email from Netflix and they, oh. they hit me with another good one. Um, we talked about previously how I enjoyed the toys that made us the first season of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the first season consisted of star Wars, Barbie, He-Man and GI Joe. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I was just alerted by Netflix that season two is now available. Oh, wow! and on season two, which I'm very much looking forward to watching, we've got star Trek transformers, Lego and hello kitty. So excellent. I, I cannot wait to, to dive into these, Again, on that first season, if you have to watch one episode, watch the Barbie episode for the weird, dehydrated <laughs> human flesh on a chair. Yeah. <laughs> it's so bizarre. And they keep cutting back to it. It's not like just in there once and then they like cut around it. Uh, no, it's in there quite a bit whenever they interview the former head of, of uh, Mattel. So, God, uh, so definitely weird. the whole series, uh, at least the whole first season was great. Um, mm. So I, I can't wait to dive into season two here. It looks yeah, like most awesome. of the episodes are around 45 minutes or so. So not a, a big time commitment, yeah. but it's a lot of fun. And uh, it's just really well-made documentaries about uh, about toys. So, Man, I, I didn't even realize the second season was coming out. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. And uh, on the, like the opening to the first season, it noted that it's just going to be like eight episodes or whatever. So mm. I, I hope that's not true. Hopefully yeah. they update that theme song to uh, to expand it further because <laughs> I'll, I'll take all the the uh, toy documentaries they want to want to give us. Um, yeah, and surely there's more to follow. Like more, yeah, more stories to tell. So I need to hear about Ninja Turtle toys. I need oh, to hell yeah. I need to hear about it. Tell me all, tell me everything about Playmates. You know, <laughs> I need to watch that right now. Um, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I I, after, I started that after you mentioned it, um, the Star Wars episode, um, but I didn't finish it. I, I was like, I'm gonna just gonna like, give this a shot, and I really liked it. I just I forget about it. Uh, I need to uh, add that back to my list, especially now that the second season is out. Yes, because it was sure. really well done. Yeah, it was. Yeah. All right, so here we are, a scant forty minutes into uh, this this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've talked about all the hits. We've talked about RC Cola. We've talked about the buildings. <laughs> Now, let us talk about Solo, a Star Wars story. Yay. So uh, let's start it off how we always do, talking about our theater experiences. Yeah. Um, if you don't mind, I, I'd like to go first Please. here. I don't have a lot to, to get into, but yeah. um, uh, when I got in there, again, I went by myself as a creep. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. the, at, <clears throat> at my local theater, the Warren... They have a, a light show. Uh, if, if this is people's first episode, welcome. Uh, at my local theater, they have a, a light show where they draw the curtains closed over the screen and uh, they play music related to whatever movie you're watching. And when they did that, it was the original uh, John Williams Star Wars theme that mm. played. And when that started, people uh, cheered, which mm-hmm. I thought 
oh, this is gonna this is gonna be a good time watching this with, with this crowd. <laughs> like this is this me as not a, a Star Wars guy per yeah. se, uh, this is probably the best possible crowd for me to watch this movie with. Mm-hmm. So um, and then at the end of the movie, uh, uh, people clapped. So it was a lot of like good interaction with yeah, yeah. the with the audience, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, as I was getting there, I would like uh, to the right of me, I was kind of like sitting in the middle of a row. To the right of me was a, a family of four. And then to the left of me was, I think, uh, like between like six and eight uh, women. Mm-hmm. And they were all there like together or whatever. And as I was like walking by them, I was like, oh, so this is so. The, like women like Star Wars too, like mm-hmm. obviously, yeah. But uh, it it doesn't click in my head like it does with like Marvel stuff or yeah. you know whatever. Because so, neither of our wives went with us. Right, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think that's probably what colored yeah. it for me. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I'm I'm glad that uh, that uh, people of all genders can mm-hmm. uh, can go um, and enjoy themselves. And there's actually something specifically in my um, my notes here that uh, I wanted to mention uh, for for women. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I was gonna yeah, say without... this is a pretty good, like, woman movie, empowerment movie, kind of like yeah. uh, Rogue One was as well. Yes. Yeah. Uh, also, also a robot empowerment movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, I, uh, I had a, I had a, uh, good theater experience. How yeah, about awesome. you? Uh, yeah, mine was pretty low key. Um, Loki uh, was there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That, that trickster always, always <laughs> lands. Uh, and uh, I, I did my my new thing where I did the seat on the edge so that I'm not in the center by everybody. And it worked even better this time because I bought one on the edge and everybody else bought them in the center and to the right. So I had like three or four seats between me and the next person and it was glorious. Nice. Um, yeah, so that was good. I had no real complaints. Uh, what I will say is I was surprised and I, I guess I'm not surprised because I went early in the morning. I went like at like 11 o'clock in the morning. And it was pretty, like, well-packed, though. There's a lot of people in there. But um, it wasn't, like, a, the rambunctious crowd that you get on, like, an opening weekend, like, I'm sure, on a Friday night. Um, and that's what I liked. Like, when I went to, like, Force Awakens and, like, The Last Jedi and stuff, when I go to those, like, Thursday night or, like, right away, um, that's part of the fun is, like, that everybody that's, like, Star Wars fans, like, so into it and they're clapping and, like, laughing really hard and all this stuff. But uh, I will say that um, there are a few jokes throughout the movie. Not a single person laughed the entire movie in my <laughs> right. theater. It was like dead silent. And uh, and that kind of hurt it as well for me. Like some of them didn't really, the jokes were just like, okay, they didn't really land. I wasn't really going to laugh. But I might, you know, it's like that camaraderie when you're with other people and uh, the communal spirit or whatever of like watching a movie together for the first time. And uh, there was, it was just not there. It was like nobody was laughing. So I was like, well, I'm not going to laugh or whatever. Like it just didn't really get that feeling up in me to, to, to do that. And uh, so it was kind of interesting. It was really... Uh, I want to say low-key again. Damn it. I always go there. Um, but there was one moment, uh, I'll try to remember, where one guy laughed, but he shouldn't have. <laughs> but it was really funny. Was he and, laughing uh, at the Lucasfilm logo? <laughs> <laughs> like that lady in your theater the other week. Um, it was totally random. It was towards the end. It was totally random. It was like he thought there was a uh, like a double entendre, but there wasn't. And he laughed, and it made another girl laugh, and that made me kind of laugh, and that was really funny. But uh, I'll mention that later because it's uh, not a spoilery, whatever. But it's like right at the end of the movie. But uh, other than that, yeah, it was, you know, I had a pretty pretty easygoing experience, and it. it was good. It was a cheap movie. It was like five seventy five again, so I went to like a matinee, which is always good. So not bad. Um, like yeah. I mentioned earlier, I went after work on uh, on Friday, 
and uh, our theater theater was packed. Like oh yeah, th- there wasn't a uh, there wasn't a, a, a dry ice in the house, Stephen, yeah. uh, or a or an open seat. As they say, <laughs> yeah. As everyone says, yeah, everyone awesome. knows it's dry ice. Um, but uh, but yeah, so that was the theater experience. Um, so should we talk non spoilers before we get into spoilers, or do you yeah. just want to jump into? I mean, we can do a little bit. Yeah, okay. this one again, it's kind of hard. I think without uh, getting some spoilers, because the whole movie is a prequel to a bunch of other movies that people know really well. So it's the whole thing's yeah. kind of spoilery. Uh, yeah. I think so. Uh, but yeah. So Han dies. Um, yeah, everybody knows. <laughs> That'd be a twist. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I like this, actually. Hold on. Hold up. If mm-hmm. he did die at this one, it'd be like, why doesn't he look like Harrison Ford? Because Harrison Ford, a young Harrison Ford, stole his name at the end of this movie. That would, like, throw everybody off. Oh, shit. Yeah. He was, like, a, a different dude and just stole this other guy's name. Oh, wow. I like this theory. I'm this the solo very... now. <laughs> this is very interesting. Okay. Okay. Um... <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, what what do you you want first impressions? Um, okay, so as someone who's not as well versed in Star Wars as mm-hmm. uh, you or uh, most of our listeners, uh, I have to say, I enjoyed this movie. Okay, uh, uh-huh. I, I was uh, I was impressed. I I didn't go in with like low expectations. Mm-hmm. I just I went in there uh, kind of with no expectations. You know, I okay. I, <clears throat> I, I kind of went in there how. Um, how I imagine uh, my in-laws would go see a Marvel movie. Like, I just want to go and be entertained by uh, what you're going to tell me. I'm not going to bother trying to figure things out, or mm-hmm. um, I'm probably not gonna, going to get a number of references that are mm-hmm. in this movie to other things. And um, I can confirm that because there were some references uh, oh, yeah. towards the end of this movie where I'm just like, who are they talking about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I had to look it up later. But yeah, um, but, but yeah as, as a, a film overall, I... I enjoyed it. I was uh, I was impressed with it. I, I was afraid the movie was going to feel uneven just because I know mm. it was part uh, Lord Miller and then Ron Howard did, from what I looked up, about 70% of, of the, yeah. the, the, the movie. Um, uh, ironically, not the part with his brother in it. Wow, that's weird. Oh, crazy. Uh, <laughs> spoilers. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, overall, I enjoyed it. And um, there are uh, specific things about this movie that I like that I'll, I'll get into with spoilers. But uh-huh. uh, otherwise, I enjoyed the performances mm-hmm. um, for the most part. And uh, yeah, yeah. What about you? Uh, so I wanted to preface this with I, I am a Star Wars fan, but I don't. Star Wars fans are tough. They're they're tough critics. They are yes. um, they are a uh, very uh, dedicated fan base, and I am not that. I, I like the Star Wars movies a lot. I grew up on them. Um, I, I've liked them for a number of years, and I like a lot of aspects about them. But there are a lot of uh, I'm sure like references and stuff that I missed because I'm just not that into it. Or like mm-hmm. things I might hear in passing and be like, I knew that's something, but I couldn't tell you what it was. So I want to kind of put that out there uh, right at the gate. Just be like, hey, I'm not really like a huge Star Wars fan. I'm, I'm a big one. You right. Know? Yeah. But, somebody yeah. In, in a film is like a lightsaber. You're like, okay, that, mm-hmm. that kind of sounds that familiar. Sounds familiar. Have I seen a movie with a lightsaber in it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that was one of the prequels. When they it's, it's probably, um, but, uh, yeah, so I wanted to say that out, uh, right away, but, um, as a Star Wars fan though, uh, I, I was, intrigued by this i thought it was going to be kind of a dumpster fire in terms of uh the director change and stuff like that although when the trailers came out i was like all right things look really cool um visually i think this movie was fantastic um it was shot really well there was like um 
the lighting on set and stuff that was really interesting where they had like stuff there's like a whole scene in like blue um because it's like they're like covering up the sun and stuff and like other scenes where they're like tented different ways and that was kind of neat and uh and it looked really cool uh for the most part i like the performances it was a little hard for me to accept um alden uh iron reich Aaron reich uh, as yeah. as uh, as Han instead of Harrison Ford, um, I had a friend at, uh, at work who had talked about how in the trailers and stuff he was having a hard time getting past his voice being different. And I was like, well, you know, it's gonna be a different actor, or whatever. I'll get past it. But it actually was a little bit of a sticking point for me. It was kind of mm-hmm. hard to sell it to me. Something he said really like him though, um, and I don't want him to do like an impression necessarily. But um, but like uh, Donald Glover doing Lando. Oh, sounded man. just like Lando at some points, yes. like just yeah. like him. And, uh, and he stole the show, uh, like completely like he's, mm-hmm. they already talked about him doing his own movie and stuff. And I'm way more excited for that than I am. I was for this, I think. And yeah. I think it's better because Lando's not really in the original trilogy that much. And so I want more of his story, but I've already had Han's story. Um, so I'll say without getting too much into my rating or whatever, that, this again, unfortunately for me, was uh, another another instance of uh, as you and I have talked about in the past uh, when I read the comic book of uh, Wolverine Origins or mm-hmm. Origin or whatever, and then I read it and I was like, oh, I didn't need that. I was yeah. good. I feel yeah. like this. I just didn't need this. It was right. a serviceable movie. It had some cool moments, but overall, I'm like, I didn't need to see all this stuff in his background. I didn't need the fan service. Uh, I didn't need to see him meeting Chewie. I was cool with him just being friends forever. Whatever. Move on. Right. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of my overall impression. Yeah. I don't think the story is essential to yeah. the, the Star Wars canon, but it's something that, um, I don't know. I, I didn't have a problem with it. Uh, again, mm-hmm. I just didn't didn't have um, a, a touch point for a lot of this. Sure. So, um, yeah, just seeing it as, a, uh, as just a regular, stupid, dumb American viewer, yeah, uh, I didn't think it was too bad. Um, so, uh, as, as uh, what you mentioned on uh, uh, Aaron Reich. Now I can't pronounce his first name. Yeah, right. Oh. Uh, Gary. <laughs> Older, yeah. um, I like Gary though. There was a, a point in this movie where, um, yeah, like he, like his hair looks like Harrison Ford's hair mm-hmm. uh, when he played Han Stolo back in the day, but. Uh, his face doesn't really look like it, and his voice certainly doesn't sound like it. There, mm-hmm. there's a part in the the movie where um, he was talking to somebody, and then um, they like cut to the person he was speaking to's reaction, and then he said a, a new line, and I was like, "Oh, is Bill Hader in this movie? Because <laughs> he sounds just like Bill Hader." <laughs> uh, it's funny. I don't even know what line you're talking about, but I was like, I could totally see that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. His voice has that has that tonality yeah. to it. Um, Interesting. It's not really deep like Harrison Ford's, but I mean, we're not living in that world where, you know, we we've perfected CGI actors. You know. Yeah. So it's. And I don't really you know, know one of that anyway. Yeah, but but yeah. Yeah. It's, you have uh, to kind of suspend disbelief there and be like, well, it's got to be a different actor. Um, it's just there's a. Han Solo, uh, it's specifically, there was a, um, I don't know if it was a Reddit post I read last night or a Slash Film post, something like that. It was like a headline for it. And they said that um, Harrison Ford's solo works, or Harrison Ford's Han, as I, I like to say it better, I guess, worked so well because he didn't care about Star Wars. Uh, he's never mm-hmm. cared about Star Wars. And the first one, they all thought it was going to be a, a big flop, so no one really cared as much. Uh, but he, part of his swagger in that character is that Harrison Ford was like, whatever, I'm just doing a movie. And he's never really held that in high regard. Like, 
he didn't really want to come back to Force Awakens uh, until he found out what happened to his character, and he was like, yes, I went out of this. Uh, <laughs> stuff like that, you know? So yeah. he's he's always been kind of detached, and it's and I don't know about Alden. I don't know about his like upbringing and stuff. I haven't seen interviews with him about what he feels about Star Wars or about Han, but um, I feel like that was accurate, that there's some kind of that swagger that needs to be there that it's like, it's a disregard for all of the lore that came before that you don't need this big grandiose thing. And I think that he mostly actually did kind of nail that, that it didn't feel like he was really trying to reach these great heights to like match Harrison Ford or whatever, but there's something just not quite there for me. Um, He didn't quite have the swagger and that's really what Han is all about. And I, I think he tried really hard. I think he was close and I wonder if the different directors and stuff, like I really actually uh, on that note, I, I really want to see what Lord and Miller were going to come out with. Mm-hmm. I think that would have been a better movie. Um, I, I feel like whatever Kathleen Kennedy was fighting with him about, who's the, the like Lucasfilm head and stuff, and she's the one that basically fired them and brought on Ron Howard. Like I love Ron Howard, but I feel like almost like Ant-Man is not that exciting to us, but it's a good movie. It's a serviceable movie, but mm-hmm. holy shit, what was the Edgar Wright version of Ant-Man going to look like? I, that's right, what I want to okay. see. I yeah. want to see the different in the world, you know, like I've seen Star Wars movies. I want to see a, a Lord and Miller Star Wars movie because they're so interesting. And Ron Howard is a great director, but I feel like overall, this is just a serviceable movie um, instead of like something really intriguing overall. Okay. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, I was thinking the same thing. Um, I don't feel like there was a a lot of. Um, I was taking another swig of RC. This is gonna be a tough one, folks. This is gonna be a tough one. Pepsi. <laughs> it's so weird. I really got to try them against each other. You got to try um, that this, too. In this movie, I couldn't really tell the difference between the the Howard scenes versus the Lord and Miller scenes outside, sure. of, like maybe a few bits of dialogue. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because I associate comedy more with Lord and Miller. Yeah. Um, uh, and uh, yeah, it, it it just seemed um, less uneven than I was expecting. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, and I thought the pacing was pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. the, the beginning was a little slow, I thought, but, mm-hmm. um, and that had me initially worried because it was, I had a full, like super busy day at work and I just wanted to go and be entertained and have fun. Mm-hmm. And, uh, with it starting out slow, I was like, oh, this movie's going to be a slog, but it ended up not being that. And, yeah. um, it, it's kind of like the, the first Avengers movie starts out a little bit slow, especially in the first half hour, 45 mm-hmm. minutes, but then it picks up from there and then, you know, we're, we're off to the races. Yeah. Um, not racists, but to the races. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to clarify I, I, hope, I think that did come through in your voice, but uh, your eyes got so big. Yeah. Uh, and the screen here, I loved it. It was, it was like, uh, no, I did not say that. <laughs> I'm brown. I literally have skin in the game. I do not, I do not mean racist. <laughs> so, that was um, fantastic. Uh, that's uh tell you what let's just let's just go ahead and jump into spoilers yeah, because uh i have stuff i want to say and then i also have some questions for you okay so cool yeah maybe you can hopefully explain. you can answer yeah. so um so spoilers from this point forward um so at the beginning of the movie or towards the beginning of the movie not at the very first scene but we see how han got solo as part of his name uh, which was weird i didn't think that was necessary that rent? was one thing that stood out to me mm. where i saw it and i was like Oh, this movie's gonna be bad. This is gonna be just a bad movie. <laughs> that was like, in I'm, particular what I meant when I was like, I don't need this story. Like that doesn't need to be a thing. His name's Han Solo. That's fine. Like, yeah, move on. Can, why not just to have that be his name? Yeah. Like, was anyone questioning that? Had anyone no. in in time immemorial before that yeah. been like, 
But where did he get his last name? Yeah. Everybody just assumed it was familial, right? Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah, like, everybody in Star Wars has weird names. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, I told Amanda about that scene in particular, and I was like, oh, it's so clunky, because he just goes to sign up, and the guy is like, what's your what's your last name? And he's like, I don't have anybody. I don't have anyone. Hmm. Solo. Han Solo. And I was like, it was so bad, Amanda. It was so clunky. <laughs> yeah. And we all saw it coming, because, yeah. like, when yes. the guy was taking his time, he's like, hmm. He, like, ate lunch while he was doing it, uh, <laughs> picking his teeth. It's like, hmm. Han by yourself. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, we all know it's coming, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah um, I, I didn't like that. There were a few other like fan servicey things that even yeah. I caught where, um, it was just like a wink and nod to like things that will happen in the future. Like mm-hmm. where he was talking about the millennium Falcon and, um, is it Falcon or Falcon? Because it's a, it's a like, Harrison Ford thing. He calls it Falcon. Okay. Uh, I, I didn't so know. Yeah. Like so that's a specific why he, pronunciation. Thing. Yeah. I call it the Falcon. Yeah. Okay. Um, so uh, he's uh, he's talking or referring to the Millennium Falcon as uh, oh she belongs with me or whatever and it's uh, it's, it's supposed to be one of those things where it's like wink you know it's like winking yeah. without eyelids yeah kind of, <laughs> at the audience but um, but uh, but yeah I mean in in the uh, the dice thing like the golden dice yeah um, I, I feel like this movie should have come out before uh, the Last Jedi just <laughs> yeah. so <laughs> just so I would have understood the dice thing because uh-huh. I didn't understand. I, I didn't understand yeah. it in, in The Last Jedi. Well, I'll, I'll say that. So I was looking at a little bit of uh, the, the main Reddit mega thread about this. And somebody brought that up because I was confused about the dice a little bit too. And they were like, did anybody else not really think the dice were remarkable before The Last Jedi? And I was like, raise my hand. I, I, that's been, that's like, it's like hanging from the um, Millennium Falcon, whatever, that's fine. I've never really attached any meaning to them or anything yeah. And then he hands him to Leia in The Last Jedi. And I remember being like, that's weird. I don't know where those came from. Like, I've never thought about them before. But other people that are bigger Star Wars fans, like, I guess, have thought about those for a long time, whatever. And uh, one thing that someone mentioned, though, on that thread that I thought was interesting is that um, in this movie, they make a big deal of showing it, like, 17 <laughs> times. Yes. And, but they never explain it. They, yeah. It's just, like, a thing he has, and they keep giving it back and forth for luck. But there's no meaning behind it, so I still am like, I as a Star Wars fan, I'm like, whatever, I don't know, I don't get why that was in there so much. So yeah. So in the the Wolverine Origins movie, we mm-hmm. find out the origins of Wolverine's jacket. Um, oh okay. But um, that's not a thing that's in the comics. Like nobody uh-huh. cares. I don't care where he gets a leather jacket. I just mm-hmm. assume he bought and or stole it. Yeah. Um, so what? Why go back and do that with the dice? Like. Who, yeah. who cares if it, yeah. I wonder if the the dice was like a reactionary thing to the last Jedi where everybody was like what's up with these fucking dice yeah. I don't know I don't we should know. put it in here a bunch <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we're like laying the groundwork for it but in in reverse yeah so now like for future generations who go back and watch all of these Star Wars movies you know if they're watching them in like yeah uh, continuity order they'll see these dice and it will have some meaning but it's they'll like, like oh, retroactively yeah, yeah. Retroactively put in there. Well, and even uh, more to your point about the jacket, um, his blaster. He gets his blaster in this movie from uh, Woody Harrelson. Yeah. Tosses it to him. That's like an iconic thing for for Han Solo. Mm-hmm. And when he he gets it, I I remember like not even thinking in in this movie like that it was that remarkable until I saw online. They're like, oh, all this stuff happens in the movie. Like all this fan servicey stuff um, happens in this movie. And he gets that. And it's the same thing. Like I didn't need to know that he's a smuggler. Like whatever, he stole it or got it. I don't care. Like. I, it's, I think it's almost better 
that that is nothing than to have a backstory for every little thing. Like, I don't need that as a fan, you know? It makes it actually more contrived to me. It's a little worse because it's just like, now you're just trying to to really be fan servicey to just be fan servicey. And it's Mm -hmm. it's fine. I didn't need to know or whatever. That's, you know, even better, like with this blaster, he could have made it or something or like, you know, modified it. And that's why it looks the way it does. That's cool. But no, he just gets it handed to him and it's like, all right, that's his thing forever. Here we go. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Um, as somebody who's not into, uh, into all the Star Wars lore, um, going back and doing these fan service things was just like, it almost, um, paused the film like Mm -hmm. unnecessarily because I didn't even necessarily think about, Oh, where did he get this? Or where did he get Mm -hmm. that? Like the blaster thing, once it was handed to him and he was like using it, I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I I remember him having a Mm -hmm. blaster in, in the, uh, the regular canon. Um, but it's not, um. I, I, I wasn't going into this movie like, hmm, I wonder where he gets his gun. I figured he would yeah, just right. get one. I, I, <laughs> yeah, just no big deal. Do it, you know? Like, yeah. they, they might as well have gone back and be like, where did he get his weird 70s feathered haircut? <laughs> and I can explain that, you know? It was like a 15-minute scene of getting a haircut. <laughs> like, uh, it's, it's all in real time. <laughs> like, where do, you, where do you stop explaining things, you know? Sure, like, yeah. Uh, I, I can see that as a as a drawback, especially for somebody uh, who's a, like into Star Wars. Like, mm-hmm. you really just want to hit the ground running with this stuff. You don't want to yeah. have to get bogged down with, oh, where did this come? Unless it's like some some something of significance, mm-hmm. you know. Um, like if he had a if he had a scar or like a, a cybernetic arm or whatever, and sure. you wanted yeah. to go back and explain explain that, maybe then okay. Yeah. But like, I don't need I don't care where the dice came from i don't know what they are other than just an, an homage to people putting dice in their their like deuce yeah. coops back in the day or whatever you know? i think that's it yeah because yeah. lucas really likes like uh he, he made all the stuff because he likes fast cars he likes racing cars and stuff so it's like the dice like you would put on a car and like that whole scene where um alden is like trying to escape on a little speeder and everything that's like all just like a car race thing. It's like an homage to Lucas, which is cool. And it's a, a really a, a Ron Howard thing. He made a, a, like a chase movie back in the seventies and stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, he's, he's into that as well. But, um, yeah, yeah Lucas like, did, did American graffiti as well. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so it's, it's cool, but I, yeah, I, I don't know why they attached so much significance specifically to the dice. Um, cause I never mm-hmm. really saw anything from that before. So, um, yeah, I think, I think things were over explained uh, a little bit. So, um, mm-hmm. which is fine. Some fans are going to love that. Uh, a lot of people online, like the, the whole Reddit thread, people were just like gushing over this whole movie. What I felt about a little bit about it though, is it's definitely, this movie is like leagues above the prequels. Like it's a really well-made movie. I just wasn't like totally into it. Um, mm-hmm. but a lot of the really Uber fans and stuff online were, uh, but I kind of, uh, equated it to like when I saw attack of the clones and Yoda, like does his lightsaber battle for the first time. And he's like so fast and we've only seen him really frail. I remember mm-hmm. being like so stoked in the theater that he was doing that. Cause it was like, he's so little and he's jumping around and he's like fucking good. And it was just like this crazy, awesome thing to see. And like watching back, it's so cringy to me because it's like, <laughs> it's a short, it's like 30 years later and he's like 900 years old, but it's like 30 years later, he's like a frail old man. And it's like, what? No. Why was he jumping around like 30 years ago? This doesn't make any sense. And, uh, and it, and it, oh, the CGI is obviously bad in that too, but, um, I remember being so excited at first and then realizing, like, oh no, I didn't need that. That's bad. Yoda is good. Like they brought him back in the last Jedi where he's like goofy and quirky and stuff. And like a little frail <laughs> man. <Gorf. Yeah. laughs> 
that's a great Yoda impression. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like I wonder when people watch this back again if that I think the excitement of it is what's getting them going right now, and I wonder if they watch it back again if they're really gonna think those are as cool. Um, I, mm-hmm. I watching it this time for me, I was like, yeah, okay, that's a little much. A lot of those things. So some of them were neat, some of it was a little much. So yeah. Um, just another quick 112, uh, points about the dice. So, uh, <laughs> no, let's move on. Um, so we've got John Favreau playing a CGI mm-hmm. character in uh, Rio Durant, uh, whose name mm-hmm. I had to look up, but, uh, I, I actually liked that character quite a bit. Um, mm-hmm. I could certainly tell it was John Favreau, yeah. um, just because I knew he was going to be voicing a character in this movie. Um, mm-hmm. and he just has a, uh, he has a fun quality to his voice. Um, mm-hmm. I, I have a fondness for him from being in the, the MCU as happy Hogan, but also yeah. as, uh, as a uh, Monica's, uh, boyfriend early on in, uh, <laughs> yeah. in uh, episodes of, of friends. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad he got to, uh, to voice that character. I like that yeah. character a lot, actually. Uh, and I was bummed out to see him, um, bite it uh, as the he movie was, went on. Yeah. He was dispatched so early. Yeah. It was kind of upsetting. Yeah. yeah. I like that he had several arms and that made him or helped make him a good pilot. He could just uh-huh. control like so many levers and switches and everything all at once. Yeah. So I, th- I thought it was cool. I had fun with him in that movie. Yeah, I like that. I like John Favreau a whole lot uh, as a, an actor and a director and everything. So um, so that was, yeah, cool uh, to see him in there. Okay, as a quick aside, uh, yeah. not Star Wars related, I had sure. a trailer for a movie called Mowgli before, oh, yeah. before uh-huh. this. Did, uh-huh. Have you seen that trailer? Uh, yeah, I had seen it online before, yeah. Oh, really? Okay, you, you weren't... Uh, <laughs> burdened by having to watch it in the theater. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I don't I don't think I remember hearing that this movie is going to be made, or if oh, I did, okay. it was maybe a long long ago and I forgot. But regardless, uh, as it was playing, I was like, is this an, another Jungle Book movie? Yep. Like, we just had one directed <laughs> yeah. by Favreau, and it was it was pretty good, um, except mm-hmm. for the little kid actor. Um, I think the, the kid actor in uh, Mowgli actually looks better. Okay. Uh, but I, I really didn't see any like performances from it was just a trailer you know yeah but um the cgi in Mowgli, boy it looks it looks rough like compared yeah. to the jungle book which is just like maybe four or five years old at this mm-hmm. point like if you can watch yeah. it on netflix mm-hmm. the the cgi in the jungle book uh favreau's jungle book is is actually pretty good mm-hmm. um yeah but why 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 would you do this warner brothers i can tell you a little bit about this uh so this is one of those weird circumstances where there were two competing properties at the same time uh like an armageddon deep impact situation Mm -hmm. um where two different studios were working on this so this movie is an andy circus um directed movie so uh okay yeah so he does he's doing the mocap for uh baloo the bear and, and Mowgli. Uh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so you said the CGI wasn't good. That kid is, is actually Andy Serkis. Uh, no, but so he had talked about doing this at the same time that they were working on The Jungle Book with John Favreau. And then I haven't seen that one yet, but I've heard such good things about specifically about how like photorealistic it is. And this version, as they definitely show in the trailer or whatever, um, Andy Serkis's version is supposed to be like a darker retelling of that story. And uh, I think at one time it was actually going to be called like Jungle Book as well, but um, they changed it to Mowgli, I think, because of the other movie coming out. Mm-hmm. But I agree with you. I think the effects um, aren't that great. I'm not excited about the voices, too, even though you got good people. Like when, yeah. when Christian Bale starts speaking in the very beginning, I was like, Batman's in this movie? I like, didn't even know that was him until I had okay. his name on the screen. Yeah, um, I was just like, I, I heard it right away, and I was like, that sounds like like Christian Bale. It sounds like Batman. This is really weird. Like Where's even dialogue, the Mowgli. <laughs> even the dialogue from a Batman movie it was like he was like, when I was locked up, I was thrashing about and biting too, and I was like, this is Batman in the cave, um, <laughs> totally from from Dark Knight Rises. Uh, but anyway, uh, 
I, I'm hoping that if anything, like I'm not excited about this movie. I don't think I'll, I'll go see this movie, but I'm hoping if anything, it's just that the the effects are early on and that they're they're serviceable for a trailer, but they'll be you know ramped up a little bit more for the actual movie. Because mm. for all intents and purposes, Andy Serkis is like uh, you know revolutionized mocap performances and, oh, and yeah. all that stuff. So uh, he has a good mind for this. He was like a second unit director on the uh, Hobbit movies and stuff. So. He's been working with Peter Jackson for all these years since the Lord of the Rings movies, and he's, he's. I think he has a good head on his shoulders to be a director and stuff. I'm just not excited about this in the least, and it's. I'm almost like ex, I, I'm like weirded out that they even went forward with it after the other Jungle Book came out, and it was a huge success. It's like at what point do you just go like we should just scrap this project? But they went full full head with it, and we'll see how it goes. It's it's very interesting. Um, I think people love the the Disney Jungle Book too, like the old one. They like all those oh, songs yeah. and all that stuff, and so there's something already built in there. I don't know that people were clamoring for a darker retelling of, of Mowgli. So, yeah. <laughs> when I saw that trailer, too, I was going to tell you, uh, that was the other thing with the theater experience, that every trailer that I saw, uh, pretty much all I've seen lately are, like, Disney movies. Uh, I've gone to see, like, Infinity War, and I had the exact same trailer set uh, as I had for Infinity War, I think. Like, maybe, like, Mowgli was added since then or whatever, but... I saw nothing new. I was very bored through all of my trailers because um, I had seen everything already. I was like, all right, I, I should have just showed up like 15 minutes later. <laughs> and I would have been happier. <laughs> Much like the village, you regret your decision. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I've been doing that a lot lately. <laughs> I, I'm kind of surprised to hear you say that it's an Andy Serkis um, directed movie uh-huh. um, because he he's played so many CGI characters, specifically, um, most recently, I should say, um, was Caesar and the Planet of the mm-hmm. Apes, uh, I guess, prequel uh, yeah. trilogy. Uh-huh. Um, and the CGI in that movie is so, so well done. And yeah. there's like, you know, creatures with fur. But the the, the creatures in um, Mowgli, they look, they, look ba- they look like obviously CGI. Yes, they do. You know, like, we know this technology exists. The director yeah. of this movie has played <laughs> this character. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, like Planet of the Apes is 20th Century Fox. You know, th- this mm-hmm. movie is through Warner Brothers. So I don't know if maybe there's just d- different people they have contracted to to work on them. But yeah. uh, hopefully the the CGI gets better because now that I now that you've told me that it's uh, an Andy Circus joint, um, mm-hmm. it does make me want to to watch it because yeah, I do like his performances. Um, yeah, especially if uh, Terry Notary's involved. I like his uh, motion capture. Um, mm work as well so uh yeah so it's yeah i'm not sure about it yeah i'm with you though i'm not sold on it at all so um i'm not sure that i'm excited whether the effects get better or not i don't think i'm gonna be excited about that movie um so we'll see but i I do hope that they they tighten those up a little bit because yeah it's it's really rough it's definitely like you can tell everybody's cgi and it's like okay that's weird especially the (laughs) snake i didn't like the snake kate blanchett yeah yeah i was like "Mm -mm, nope that is not good. <laughs> <laughs> well, jumping back about 60 seconds when you said the word sold, uh, let's go ahead and chop the stem off that D and jump back into solo, Stephen. <laughs> Seamless Solid. transition. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I want to talk about um, Amelia Clark. Okay. Uh, who played Kira, I believe is her mm-hmm. name. Yeah. Um, I, I don't watch Game of Thrones. We don't watch Game of Thrones. I don't think you do either, right? No. Um, I've never... For their harsh use of dragons, I'm boycotting it. <laughs> uh, dragon rights now! <laughs> uh, I, uh, 
there's something about her. I don't know what it is. I, I don't like her. Okay. Um, and so that was part of it for me. Uh, she, I'm, it's fine. I know people really do like her as like Khaleesi in uh, Game of Thrones. I get that. She's been in a ton of movies. As I explained it to Amanda, I'm upset because I think people do like her a whole lot, especially because of Game of Thrones. And so she's getting cast in a lot of stuff. But every movie that she's in, like in a trailer, I'm always like, ugh. Like she was in a Terminator movie recently. I was like, nope, does not look good to me. Um, there's something about like her delivery. I just, it's it's the same thing with, um, I can't remember her name right now, but uh, the, the chick who played Jen uh, Urso in Rogue One. Mm-hmm. It's like, I just don't think she's a good actress. I just can't get past it. So that movie uh, isn't as good as it could be to me. I can't watch it a whole lot because I don't think she's a good actress. And she's the starring role in that one, uh, way more than, you know, Amelia Clark is in this. But, uh, so unfortunately I get that a lot of people probably like her and that's just like my personal thing. I don't know what it is about her either. Um, I used to, I used to not like other people too. Like I used to really hate Angelina Jolie as an actress and eventually like I was like, oh, she's good in this role and I could get past that or whatever. So maybe eventually that'd be better. But, um, yeah, personally for me that I, I just couldn't get past like her acting and stuff in this. So. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I didn't, uh. I didn't really feel any particular way about her her mm-hmm. acting. Um, I actually liked her character quite a bit, and I was mm-hmm. surprised that um, well, there was a a betrayal in this film, and I was expecting it to come from her. Like mm-hmm. I just felt like it was something that they were playing towards, uh-huh. but uh, that that wasn't the case. It was a different character. But um, uh, there was actually a, a part in the movie where, um, first of all, when I had to look her up on Wikipedia. Mm. Um, when I pulled up the, the cast list, I saw somebody whose name was QI hyphen RA. I was like, <laughs> who was this character? I don't remember that. And then I was like, oh, that's Kira. Like I was, yeah. <laughs> I was seeing it spelled like, a, like a totally different way, like with yeah. a K or whatever. Sure. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I like the part in the movie where, um, I guess, is it, uh, they went to Kessel where mm-hmm. all of that shit went down, like towards yeah. the middle of the movie. And um, there was a part where they're like running back to the Falcon and uh, she she like runs inside the ship and you see her, like running there and she's like taking her jacket off. And I just figured she was going to go like um, hang out in there. So I was like, oh, well, that this kind of a thing in, in Hollywood where it's like, well, you have to put the like delicate female character oh, yeah, out of yeah. the way. But then she comes back with fucking grenades and she starts oh, lobbing yeah. those <laughs> people. I was like, OK, that's pretty yeah. metal. I, I can get behind that. Yeah, so. right on. Uh, Same but, thing, uh, like, before that, whenever she goes, uh, they have them, like, they're faking, like, they're prisoners and stuff, and she goes into that room alone, and mm-hmm. Woody Harrelson is outside the room, and he starts shooting everybody, and opens mm-hmm. the door, and he's, like, gonna attack, and she's already, like, fucking just killed that dude, and he's on the mm-hmm. ground, and she talks about something that like she was taught, this, like, crazy fighting style, you kind of see her legs flying about through the little window, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, no, she she's fully capable, she can kick ass, yeah, yeah. that was cool, yeah. I, in that scene, I just remember seeing her, like, the red of her cape a lot, so it's like, oh, she has, like, cape tricks, Oh, yeah. She's like, <laughs> she's got like Doctor Strange level cape tricks she can, uh, she can use. <laughs> nice, but uh, but yeah, uh, did uh, it, 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 she has that, uh, that like branding on her arm, mm-hmm. um, just stating that um, I guess she was like part of uh, I I can't remember the, uh, the Crimson name, Dawn. Yeah, yeah, um, and I I just assumed that she was going to turn out to be like a, a like a, a villain character sure. of sorts, but. Um, that ended up not being the case, really. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, so there, I, I, I don't know if that was like personally setting up, like like trying to play with the audience's expectations or uh, not or with what, the, yeah. but yeah, she, she, she seemed pretty, um, pretty, pretty much like kind of where Han and she left off, like towards mm-hmm. the beginning of the movie. Like they, they got back together and they were pretty much on the, the same side. 
from that point. Yeah, yeah I like that too. That wasn't so much of a twist. Um, and then she has some stuff later on that's like I'm unsure about. Like they kind of set up for sequels and stuff. Um, so we'll see where that goes, whatever. But uh, mm-hmm. we'll get into that a little bit later, I'm sure. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, let's talk about let's talk about all three. Lando's yeah. robot. Um, possibly the greatest robot character ever realized on, <laughs> on screen. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> she she had a ton of personality. I was so I delighted. Know. Like anytime she was on screen, yeah. um, I had a, I had a kind of a hard time understanding what she was saying at mm-hmm. first. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean overall, I thought she was a great character. A lot of personality for a robot. Yeah. Um, she <laughs> she's very much for uh, robot rights and uh, like at the yeah, beginning, there's good. like a cage fight between um between the robots <laughs> and she yeah. was like getting in their corner saying they're 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 making you do this. Don't don't give them the the entertainment value or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then later when she stages the robot rebellion and uh, she yeah. like frees up one robot and she was like, I don't know, go liberate your, your brothers and sisters <laughs> or whatever. And then, then it happened and there's like a chain reaction of all these robots like freeing each other and then they're destroying that console. I had such a good time watching that yeah, scene. Yeah, yeah, that was I, fun. I loved there's it that so one much. that's like stomping on the controls and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was good. Um, <laughs> there, was a, there was also a scene where um, Lando and, and uh, L3 were piloting and... They, I guess they, they came out of light speed. Um, I guess it's when they were like going through the, um, the like smoke, like debris field or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, and Lando got up and he said, uh, you need anything? And she goes, equal rights. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love I this scene great. when he leaves and she's just talking to, uh, Kira and, uh, she's like, yeah, I know what it's like to, to like love someone or like, you know, like someone and not get reciprocated. Like, Obviously, I'm sure you've noticed that Lando really is into me, but uh, it's not reciprocal. Uh, we work together. It wouldn't work. It wouldn't work. Uh, she, she sold things really well. She was uh, voiced by Phoebe Waller-Bridge, who um, is in the show that I think I mentioned on the show before, uh, Crashing, that Amanda and I watched. It's a, a show about a bunch of people that stay in an old hospital uh, oh, yeah. that's like where they live and stuff. And she wrote and uh, I think directed some of those episodes and she stars in it and she is hilarious. She's so good. And that show is so smart and so funny. Um, so I was ex- like so excited to see that she was in this. Um, she was in like the initial cast photo with everybody on the Millennium Falcon. And I didn't know who she was going to play for a long time. And then when mm-hmm. it was like, oh, she's going to voice the the droid. I was like, oh, that's cool. And then she she blew me away. She was great in this. And her character was so funny. I didn't expect any of that stuff. Like the the whole like equal rights stuff was great. Um, her interactions with Lando and like how, how much she obviously meant to him and stuff was really, um, a cool concept. Uh, but yeah, I loved her so much. She was great. Yeah. Um, speaking of great, um, I like Chewbacca in this film a lot. Mm-hmm. I thought yeah. he was great. Um, an- another thing that I thought was unnecessary was when Han was talking to Chewie, he was like, what's your name? He says, Chewbacca. Uh, I was like, Chewbacca, we're going to have to shorten that. I'm not going to say that every time. That was so dumb. You're, you're lopping off one syllable, essentially. Yeah. Chewie, yeah. two syllables. Chewbacca, three syllables. Yep. You're not saving a lot of time there, Solo. <laughs> Especially to mention it, to like stop the whole movie to mention that. <laughs> yeah. He should have just, like, it should have been like any other uh, nickname given ever. Where it's just like comes naturally in a sentence. Yeah, it just or comes whatever. up. Yeah, 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 yeah. It just comes up. Um, yeah. So, uh, I, I, I know people probably hate this, uh, but I liked how Chewie was introduced in this movie. Um, mm-hmm. I know it's it's probably stupid to most people, but it, it caught me off guard um, when uh, when Han got thrown in that pit and they said something about about a beast. 
Um, I was like, oh, this is going to be like just a, um, not a Sarlacc. I know that's like a, a totally different mm. uh, creature, but you know, like some monster sure, yeah. like th- that was in uh, like episode four, I think. Mm-hmm. Didn't get, didn't Luke get like thrown underneath something and. Yeah, so this it, like, is where, like, my Star Wars fan knowledge, I'm like, yeah, I was at four or five, I can't remember, but yeah, when he gets thrown in, the original trilogy, right? Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was going to be a, a throwback to something like that, or maybe mm-hmm. a different creature, but yeah, out walks a fucking Chewbacca Sasquatch, and yeah, uh, that was good, he comes yeah. in there and, and, and kicks his ass. Um, I like them being antagonistic at first. I don't know why I like it. I just, I think it's fun. <laughs> I just I just thought it was it a was fun cool. interaction. Um, I don't think it was yeah. necessary, but... Uh, you know, I, I wasn't mad that uh, that we got that introduction, it, especially since it came so early in the film. I was expecting mm-hmm. that to happen later on, I guess. Oh, yeah, yeah. I liked, uh, yeah, I liked the idea of that, how it was like, they were like, feed him to the beast. And he was down there. Uh, everybody online is flipping out about that. They were like, are we just going to blow past the fact that Chewie's just been eating people down there <laughs> for all this time? <laughs> but, uh, but they were like, people, yeah, you know, man's got to eat. I don't know. Uh, but uh, what I didn't really like, what I thought was too fan service was when, when Han actually speaks back to him. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I guess in Kashyyyk, I, I don't know what their language is, whatever, but um, I didn't like, or and Wookiee, I guess, um, I, I didn't like that so much. Like, Han has always understood him, but I didn't need to see him speak that. I don't think we've ever seen Han speak that. Okay. And I didn't really need that part of it. Um, but I also liked how it played out, how they were like, he could like tell him like kind of what to do or like, like what his plan was. So I go back and forth on that one. That was fine. Yeah, I was listening to a, uh, a podcast about this movie uh, mm-hmm. on iFanboy, and um, they were talking about that. And they said that the, the main reason for that, or one thing that one of them had mentioned was that they didn't want to reveal the plan to, I guess, the guards or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that's why he was speaking in, in Wookiee, assuming that those guards couldn't speak it. So they were, it was yeah. kind of like a, a secret language between the yeah, two of them. Yeah, which is cool. Just to plan it out. But yeah. uh, um, I didn't have a, a problem mm-hmm. uh, with that, other than like the person who sat in front of me, their like head was like in the way of the, <laughs> oh, uh, read the, it. the dialogue. So I could see like like the left and right part of the, the dialogue, <laughs> and I just had to fill in the, the gap in between. You can't uh, understand ironic. it? As a language. <laughs> well, no. Yeah, again, no. I'm not super into Star Wars. You know, I haven't uh, haven't picked up on it. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah. So I I, I liked Chewie's entrance, um, mm-hmm. in the movie. But, yeah. Um, Overall, I liked and, it. Yeah. And uh, I've I guess this is the first like full movie where there's the the new Chewbacca, the the younger guy taking mm-hmm. over for yeah. Peter Mayhew, and. Uh, I guess people who are like super into these movies, they can tell a difference in like the body language and everything. Um, no, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> um, to me, he just looked like Chewbacca, and I feel yeah. like Chewbacca got to um, move around quite a bit more. Uh-huh. Um, he's not a sixty-eight year old man anymore, so he was able to like yeah. fucking beat the shit out of some people, uh-huh. um, especially like towards the, the the middle part of the movie where they're at uh, uh, Kessel. Uh, mm-hmm. He's just like kicking ass just hardcore yeah yeah uh, i thought that was great so we're on the uh, train yeah. early on too whenever they were uh moving around there and shooting everybody and trying to get the trains like detached and all that to steal that whatever i can't remember what that stuff's called whatever uh but yeah he gets like he actually gets some action which is cool yeah and i didn't notice a difference at all in like his mannerisms or whatever movements and stuff mm-hmm. so yeah i, I mean that was good. the part where he was like smoking a marlboro i was like well okay a little bit I mean, that's a, little bit different. a little on the nose but all right whatever <laughs> when he lifts up his mask <laughs> I always thought of him as more of a Virginia Slims man, yeah. but hey, you know, <laughs> I'm imagining Chewbacca smoking Virginia Slims, and he's like, "It's what I like." 
That's for Brian. <laughs> yeah, I liked I liked uh, Chewie in this movie a lot though. But yeah, some of the fan servicey stuff, like his his nickname was kind of uh, goofy to me. I was like, why? You don't need that. Don't 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 go that far into it. Uh, nobody needs that or whatever. So yeah, um, yeah. It's a it's a weird thing to uh, to stop on like slow down the the movie. Just be like, yeah, we need to come up with a new nickname for you. And then well, they look d- directly in the camera <laughs> and they wink. <laughs> the whole thing <laughs> too, like so stupid because he was like. Han was like down. They're like flying around, and he's like down on the little catwalk thing for no reason. Mm-hmm. Like I just need some fresh air. It's like why yeah. are you outside? No. Why is Chewie yeah. coming out here? No. Like this is all. It was all just so stupid. Yeah, I didn't like any of that. I I think it's funny that in the Star Wars universe that like I don't know most planets just have oxygen. I'll probably just go down there, hang out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just accept that. Yeah. Yeah. Probably won't have my intestines sucked up into my it's into fine. my face. Yeah. 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 Right. <laughs> so. Um, walk so it off. What about, uh, let's talk about Lando. Fucking Donald Glover. It's all been leading to this. Oh my God. Um, I, I loved his performance here. Um, I just have a passing familiarity with, uh, Lando Calrissian. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, his voice resonates in my mind. Like I, I, I kind of understand the cadence of his voice and Mm -hmm. the, the timbre of his voice. Uh, and I thought Donald Glover did a great job, especially like as a younger version of that, that would, that would progress into, um, that actor, man, I can't think of his name. Uh, Billy D. Williams. Yes. Yeah. Um, I I thought it was. Uh, I thought he did a great job. His uh, worked of, really well. Yeah, leading into uh, Billy D. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there there was a lot of charm there, a lot of uh, charisma, and mm. at a certain point when, um, the, again, spoilers, when L three bites it, I was like, is he gonna fuck this robot? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like wonder if she was like, how would that work? It works. <laughs> it's like, oh, you guys have done it. All right, cool. I, I, I like put it in my mind's eye. I was like, ooh, this is this is the thing. This is gonna become slash fic real quick. <laughs> it's like droid, like especially like the R two units and stuff have like so many different attachments. It's like, yeah, she could just have like a flashlight. It's cool. No way, no worries. It's just like an extra attachment. <laughs> oh boy, stay off Tumblr, guys. This is this is gonna be a rough couple of months. It's gonna be a rough Tumblr for Tumblr. Tumblr, <laughs> rough Tumblr. Uh, uh, I loved his uh, his style. Um, mm-hmm. His stash looked fucking rad, but his uh, his capes. He had like a whole collection of capes, which is so funny. <laughs> I like uh, too. Yeah, yeah, and then, uh, all of it. I, he just he he had the swagger. He Donald Glover, I think, just has something about him that's so like charismatic and everything that he really mm-hmm. fit and slid into that role really well. And again, I'm just so excited for his spinoff because I think it, I need more backstory for him, or I would like more. And he was so interesting to watch, whereas I don't really feel that Alden really brought anything extra. Like, it, it really feels like he's the poor man's Harrison Ford, where I feel like Donald Glover actually kind of elevated Lando's position in uh, Star Wars canon and stuff. So, you know, I'm excited um, for that. When um, I was listening to Fat Man on Batman, um, when Black Man, Black, Man, Black Panther <laughs> came out. <laughs> and, Black um, Panther. <laughs> hey, there you go. <laughs> Um, and, uh, 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 Kevin Smith's co-host, Mark Bernardin, who is a black man, he's a black mm-hmm. manther. Um, he was talking about how he thought that everybody out, everybody in the film was more interesting than the title character. Mm-hmm. And w- which I, you know, somewhat agree with, um, mm-hmm. cause it was just a great cast altogether in, in sure. black Panther. Um, 
And I feel the same way about this movie. It, it, it seems like every everyone who was a supporting character in this movie mm-hmm. was more interesting than Han. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have a problem with uh, Aaron Reich's performance, per se, but mm-hmm. um, it, it was just cool seeing like all these other characters show yeah. up. Um, and this, this movie, it felt more um, sci-fi to me than mm-hmm. the other Star Wars movies, just because mm-hmm. there wasn't... Um, well, I know, like... Star Wars is more of like a science fantasy than science fiction typically, mm-hmm. but this one seemed a little a little um, less swords and sorcery. Um, there yeah. wasn't like the Force, and there weren't really yeah, lightsabers. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, so it, uh, it it had a different feel to me. But uh, I guess overall, when I think of like Star Wars, this mm-hmm. felt a little bit more like Star Wars to me than um, you know at, at least the prequels did. I think. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Um, and it definitely has a, a good feeling about it, uh, way better than the prequels and everything like that. Um, but yeah, I like, I like that. I didn't really think about it that way, but it's, it, yeah, it's more science fiction-y than science uh, fantasy. Because um, they don't... I like it. We need some of these movies, or it's fun to see some of these movies outside of the regular canon of, like, the Jedi and stuff. Um, even though at the end of this one, um, you know, we kind of get back into that with the Sith or whatever. Um, so it's, it's interesting how they'll go with the, um, sequels to this. We'll see. But, um, but yeah, it was, it was cool to see a different side of that. And I agree that like Paul Bettany's character, I thought was really interesting. I liked his, his design a lot. Um, I thought I was seeing this, but I wasn't sure, but people were talking about how his like scars or his, whatever his lines on his face would like get redder, the angrier he got. And I guess his eyes mm-hmm. would get like bloodshot. And then, uh, when he died, uh, it was it was kind of like a vision where like all the color like drained from his body, and that was kind of intriguing. Uh, but yeah, uh, Woody Harrelson's character I thought spoilers. was fun. <laughs> That's all spoilers. Yeah. It's all um, right. But uh, Woody Harrelson's character was fun. He was like a cowboy, and like yeah. he always spun his guns and stuff like that. I thought he he was pretty interesting, and um, his view on life and how that shaped Han was kind of interesting. Um, so yeah, I like I like a lot of the other people around uh, Han. Probably more. I would say for Black Panther, I would disagree that they're better, but maybe like on par, even though he should have been like more than the star, but like everybody else is so interesting. But I feel like everybody kind of eclipsed Han in this movie, actually. Yeah. Um, and speaking of both uh, Paul Bettany and Woody Harrelson, I liked both of their performances a lot. Yeah. Um, I know that uh, Michael K. Williams, uh, was, which is an actor oh, from, yeah. from The Wire, he was originally going to play that character, but he was doing like motion capture. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah. From what I read, he was going to be like an alien character that was kind of like part lion or whatever. Which oh, weird, yeah. I want to fucking see that character design. That would look <laughs> yeah. badass. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, uh, they uh, brought in Paul Bettany and um, to do reshoots, and uh, because mm-hmm. Michael K. Williams couldn't do it, so they had to essentially just replace that character's appearance and uh, mm-hmm. I guess overall aesthetic. Um, which is, I guess, <laughs> on iFanboy, they pointed out that uh, we never see Paul Bettany leave that room, so that's probably just oh. the reshoots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or something I, I didn't really think about when I was watching the movie, yeah. but that's, that's probably true. But, um, yeah, I, I noticed yeah. that it, uh, the, it, it seemed like the scars got darker at one point, uh-huh. but I wasn't sure if it was just because the lighting had changed I know. Or, or something. Yeah. Uh, but I did notice his, his eyes got redder because I was mm-hmm. like, okay. oh, he's got, like, super wet Johnny Cash nearing, nearing death eyes. Like no, yeah, nice. red, red, super wet. <laughs> um, but um, I, I, I thought that character was was pretty good. Um, yeah. I think he was kind of just evil to be evil, but also he had uh, a bit of charisma to him as well. Mm-hmm. Like he would ask if if everyone was okay. I, I didn't get the sense that he was like really concerned, but he was just trying to put on a front for mm-hmm. that. You know, it's um, I, I don't really know how to really explain that character trait, but it was just like. Um, 
he had uh, he tried to put on airs, I guess, a little yeah. bit for, you know, being concerned about his people. But honestly, he doesn't give a fuck and he'll kill yeah, people yeah. like whatever, you know. He did that, yeah, with uh, Woody Harrelson about his wife or whatever, his 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 love. Uh, yeah. And then he did it whenever Woody Harrelson was gone and he, he did it again with uh, Han. He was like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, are you guys OK? But it's yeah. like you can tell, like, it's just all building to those like underlying anger. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then for Woody Harrelson's uh, character Beckett, um, I, I thought he was great. Um, he was a, I, I guess he's kind of a, a mentor to Han mm-hmm. uh, in a, in some ways. Um, I thought that he really shook off the uh, the fact that his wife died uh, and one of his best friends died. Um, yeah, that that, uh, that heist pretty early on. Like he, yeah. he was just like, well, all right, well, I guess we'll move on. You know. Yeah, it wasn't and I thought a, that was a lot of grieving. That was a dumb point anyway. Uh, whenever she blew that up, I was like, she was like, I have to do it to save you guys. And I was like, what if you guys just scrap that plan because it didn't work out anyway? Mm-hmm. What if you just didn't blow it up and you caught the train whenever they went by and yep. you guys try to figure it out down the road a little bit? Like, I think that's also fine. Like, uh, I, I kind of to touch on that. I thought that was really weird. Like, their whole goal was there was like a, a train car in the middle and they detached the back one. And then they were going to detach that one, but the way to get it off was that they needed to blow up the whole thing and let the rest of the train go away. And mm-hmm. I'm like, why don't you just detach it and then move off? Like, right. Why do you have to blow up anything? It doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah. So she just died for nothing in my eyes, and then he just blew past it. Like, he was sad for a little bit, and then, like, they just didn't mention it really the rest of the movie. Yeah, that's a good point. It seems like if they were going to detach the car, they would have detached it from the one with the motor pulling yeah. the other ones. Then it could have, like you know slowed down to a yeah to a stop and then they could have just like taken their time really released yeah it. exactly yeah well like, shit <laughs> you don't need it to be like this big action piece it just feels like a big action piece to be one and I, i'm yeah. like you didn't need that and also then i feel like she just died point. for nothing so yeah yeah the whole time during that i was like wait a second if you just need the last train car just take the last train car just detach it and yeah. then just let the train go yeah. and then we're fine okay. <laughs> we so have to blow up the bridge dumb. Yeah. We bought all this dynamite. <laughs> we need to uh, to make we some We bought all the CG dynamite. We need to do it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so that's all right. Uh, I didn't really care for her character as much. Um, she was kind of just that standard, um, like, naysayer of, like, don't bring on new people to this job. That's, like, all she did. Yeah. And then died, and I was like, okay, well, good riddance, whatever. Like, they didn't yeah. flesh her out enough anyway, so. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have a question for you, Stephen. Mm-hmm. What is a parsec? Oh, yes. Excellent. So have you looked this up yet? No. Okay. So I explained this to Amanda as well, because as far as I am a Star Wars fan and what I know about it, um, a parsec in Star Wars, like Han has always said, oh, I did the Kessel Run in 12 parsecs. And it sounds like, because uh, it has sex in there, huh? uh, <laughs> that it sounds like it's like, oh, a time. You know, he did it like faster than anybody else did it. Yeah, but a parsec, yeah, a parsec is a real unit of measurement um, here, and it is distance. It's like uh, oh, they're like, in Texas. <laughs> in Texas, it's like you would say like uh, like twenty thousand leagues. It's like a, a distance, you know, like it's like twelve parsecs. It would be like a, how far away it is, or whatever, twelve miles away. And so people have joked about that for a long time. I guess that it's like in my mind, it was just like well, in the Star Wars universe, which is a different galaxy than ours that's fine they they just happen to say the same thing like i don't know why lucas did that but i can accept it just as a whatever like it's a unit of time that's cool 
and I've never known it to be anything else. I've never known it to be like challenged um, in in canon before that anybody said it had to be distance. Um, so in this one, I I thought it was interesting. The way I try to explain it to her is like they have this maelstrom, and they're going. They have like a path through it, and it's like twenty parsecs. But he he ends up having to do like a shortcut through it, and he's like, I can do it in twelve. And I was like, okay, that's a really intriguing way to write your way out of a hole that someone else put you in. But I also didn't need it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I saw an article title too about this, how uh, we should say like this was written by Jonathan Kasdan and Lawrence Kasdan. Lawrence Kasdan's son, Jonathan, helped. Uh, or he was main building on this. But Lawrence Kasdan was uh, the writer of Empire Strikes Back. He uh, co-wrote Force Awakens with J.J. Abrams. He is a Star Wars legend and he's an amazing writer. But I feel like they did a good job, but it's again, I just didn't need it. I saw this article where they were like, oh, you know, how did they write their way out of this problem that Lucas had created for them? And I'm like, okay, they did that, but I, it's like, oh, it's okay. Um, mm-hmm. It's a good explanation for it, but I also didn't need that explanation. And that's a big part of the movie, that whole run. And it's cool. That seems really cool. Um, but I was just kind of like, well, it's there. And it, now it's canon, and that's cool. But I, I just was like okay about it i guess Mm -hmm. so yeah that was my note here is that it uh i thought that scene was unnecessary but it was fun like sure that that weird that's a good yeah that's the whole movie (laughs) (laughs) um i thought the um that the weird like space squid that they come into contact Uh with um the like cthulhu essentially yeah yeah yeah. um i thought that was a like a, a cool um threat you know just Uh something like hiding in the in the smoke and that's just like um like a cool like horror trope type thing mm-hmm. um and uh, i just thought it was fun it was like being chased by a giant shark uh, that also had tentacles <laughs> yeah. um and then that they was were creepy. like trying to outrun a like a, a gravity hole or something like that uh-huh. uh, essentially a, like a black hole yeah um and how that whole thing was was handled was fine but as i was watching it was like so is this the castle run because i was thinking like parsec mm-hmm. is that like like i don't know what the time difference is like what yeah if this is like 12 parsecs then what is 20 like yeah, I yeah. It, it just i was confused by it okay. i didn't know when, when the uh, the parsec run began yeah uh-huh. but, um, <laughs> yeah so it was just like kind of going through that that uh maze or whatever uh-huh is that what it was? Uh, okay. yeah it's basically like the way i understood it yeah in the movie was um there's like this big storm and there's a way there's a navigational way through it that people have made throughout time and it takes like there's only one way to go through it that's safe. So it takes like 20, it takes like 20 miles to get through it. Mm-hmm. And they went through this, like through an uncharted territory of it. Like you would like an asteroid belt or whatever, where people have like maybe navigated a way through that, but you go in a different way and that they could get like a shortcut. And it was like 12, 12 parsecs. It was 12 miles. Okay. I see. So it's like, it's cool. It's a, it's a way to explain it away, but um, yeah, it, it wasn't necessary. I don't know. I'm intrigued by your interpretation of that or like, or lack of one. You weren't really sure that, um, I didn't know how that would yeah be sold to someone like had Amanda watched this, you know, would she have been totally confused? It seems like maybe, mm-hmm. um, whereas yeah, knowing what that meant in star Wars before I was just like, okay, well they're changing it up and that's cool. Um, yeah. so it's whatever, but yeah. Uh, I did like that scene where, um, where they were going through there and they came across that, uh, it was like an Imperial ship or whatever. Uh-huh. It was like kind of clogging the whole thing. Yeah. Um, it's like a giant turd in a, uh, a toilet pipe, you know? <laughs> You're like clogging uh, the whole thing. I was like, oh, that's a... <laughs> so when, actually when they showed that on screen, I audibly said, oh shit. Um, because oh, yeah. I'm like, well, 
how are, how are they going to get past it? How are they going to get past that, Stephen? How are they going to do it? Yeah. They didn't. They didn't. They just yep. uh, cut through the smoke. Um, and uh, I like that Woody Harrelson was manning the guns at that point. And there's mm-hmm. a lot of debris flying at, at the Falcon at that point. Yeah. And uh, it just seemed they, they did a pretty good job of making it seem dangerous, especially once uh, they wake up Cthulhu by driving yeah. into its uh, eyes almost. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, there, there's a part where they're like flying through there and um, uh, the the gun for the ship um, mm. gets knocked off. And Woody Harrelson says yeah. uh, that his it hurt his thumbs when that yeah. happened. And I was like, oh, that's that's got to be a Lord and Miller thing. Yeah, yeah. I, thought, I don't yeah, know yeah. that it is for sure, but uh, it very much seems like a Lord and Miller joke. See that joke? I thought in my head, I was like, that's funny, uh, mm-hmm. but it didn't. He didn't quite sell it to me. But I don't mm-hmm. even think it was Woody Harrelson. I think it was the fact that it felt like a Lord and Miller thing that wasn't in a Lord and Miller movie anymore, and it mm-hmm. was far enough into the movie that I was like, it didn't land the same punch it would have. Had yeah. it been amongst a lot of other jokes or even their style because their style seems a lot different, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that one kind of – no one in my theater laughed at that at all. Really? Yeah. You're just quiet. <laughs> yep. It's totally weird. Yeah. You just, like, leaned up in your seat and were, like, looking around Anybody? with your, your arms shrugging? Any, any laughter? Yeah. No? Okay. To no, me, it no. was like – I kind of, like, chuckled to myself. I was like, huh. But it was like it didn't quite land. Uh, yeah. My theater wasn't into it at all, so, yeah. Hey, you know what else didn't quite land? The Millennium Falcon, Stephen. It crash landed <laughs> on that uh, on that other planet, and uh, it that ship was fucked up. Yeah, I know that was really <laughs> funny. Lando's was, face was so funny. Uh, yeah, uh, I was I was surprised to see uh, that ship like turn around and fly off when Han oh, yeah. said, uh, <laughs> "I've got thirty to. guys in there." Um, <laughs> I, I was surprised that it didn't just like fall apart as it was uh-huh. flying off. But it, it 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 threw me off because when I saw the the Falcon when they first revealed it. I, I saw the nose, like, went to a tip. I thought, huh. Mm. I thought it had, like, uh, buck teeth up front there. Oh, <laughs> and oh it, yeah. And it doesn't happen until later when uh, mm. when the crash land on that planet. So I was like, oh, okay. I guess, all right. I guess it's based on, like, an early, like, prototype toy design or something like that. Mm. They, they, there are things that change throughout, like, uh, Han's, Han's version of the Millennium Falcon is different than, like, Lando's, like, one in particular was I remember people talking about even when they you see it again in the Force Awakens like there's a like a rotating or like a dish or whatever like a satellite dish thing on top and sometimes it's round and I think it was in this movie it was round but sometimes it's like a, a like a rectangle or it's like square and uh, so like things like get broken off and change throughout time which is fun about mm-hmm. that and that's Star Wars is fun because it's really lived in that yeah. people actually like this especially that ship in particular has lasted throughout all of them but uh, to see like. Uh, destruction of debris and stuff and like how things change over time like if it got wrecked they might have like you know changed some things to fix it up again and then been like well we're not gonna make it the same way it was yeah. we're gonna make it different and then you'll see it again later on it's like oh that's how they did it that way so that was that stuff's really cool to me and that scene was you, really funny yeah i'm glad you brought that up about the the lived in i thought this movie felt like very gritty um uh-huh. especially where towards the beginning of the movie where we see han uh like in war, like in that scene where they're in, in the war, oh, yeah. it, it actually kind of felt like yeah. you were in, in the middle of all these explosions and everything. So um, I thought that was really well done. Um, I would assume that was like a, a Ron Howard um, mm. shot scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, I don't I know for that. sure. I, I don't know what like 30% of this movie is Lord and Miller. I mean, like I, 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 I'm hesitant to say like only the funny stuff is Lord and Miller. Like I'm sure, I'm sure they've got more uh, range than that. Like, um, the Russo brothers started out on, mm. you know, doing episodes of Arrested Development and Community. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but then they also made 
you know, Captain America, Winter Soldier, and Civil War, and Infinity War. Yeah. So you don't know. I don't. I don't want to pigeonhole them, but yeah, it, it seemed like anytime <sighs> that something was funny in this movie, I automatically credited that to uh, Lord and Miller, and then mm. everything else was Ron Howard, um, which I don't think is fair. But I'm sure over time we'll figure out who shot what. But uh, yeah, I'm curious. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, Lord and Miller shot first. I know. <laughs> I was trying to formulate it in my head. You did it so well. That was great. That was great. Uh, yeah, I'm curious to see what they actually did, but I, I'm with you. I, I attribute that to them, but I also have to say that, like, I don't know what they... I mean, obviously, I, I, this movie has changed uh, since it was taken from them. Like, the script, I think, changed a little bit, and, like, they reshot a lot of stuff or whatever, but um, essentially, you could look at this movie and be like, they would have shot all of this stuff. So you have to imagine, like, they could do the action and all that stuff, like... Um, without us being able to actually see it, you know, there's mm-hmm. got to be something there. So, um, you, you know, know um, in a Star Wars movie, I don't ever expect to be delighted by seeing mm-hmm. something, um, or even uh, like overjoyed by by something. Here, it's it's just not, well, it's not my franchise. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I'm yeah. just a guest <laughs> at, the, at the movie yeah. theater when these <laughs> movies are playing. Yeah. Um, but there was something that happened in this movie that. Uh, it made me very excited. Oh, okay. Stephen, let me ask you. Where do you go when you want to do some evil shopping? You go to the Darth Maul, Stephen. <laughs> yeah, that was fun, right? He showed up in this, and uh, he had the, the the cloak on, and I didn't know who it was. I was like, oh, is uh-huh. this the emperor? He sounds like I know, super I was weird. Yeah. Maybe he's like young, sexy, like college-age emperor, you know? Yeah. Just like really doing his thing out there. <laughs> uh, just, just really starting out. Uh, Big he's, man he's got, on campus. He's, he's like got his khakis. He's got his tucked-in shirt. He's got his torch from Target, you know? <laughs> um, you know, I, I wasn't sure oh, how, man. like where in the continuity this movie fit. Uh-huh. Um, but evidently it takes place sometime after episode one, from what I understand, yeah. uh-huh. um, because Darth Maul has robot legs and, uh, uh-huh. I, it's not something I, I noticed, but, um, just from listening back to the I fanboy podcast, they mentioned it. Um, and I guess in the, the star Wars rebels, like TV show, yeah. Darth Maul, uh-huh. he comes back and he, he gets robot legs um, and he kicks ass. Apparently, <laughs> he, has, he has to chicken fight somebody for them. <laughs> I, I don't know, but um, it's a whole scene. <laughs> but holy shit, Darth Maul just looks fucking awesome. Like you talked uh-huh. about how you used to have a Darth Maul poster yep. that your mom thought was Satan. Back in the day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, man, I can't blame you. He just looks so fucking cool. He's he just looks so cool. badass. Yeah. Like that. Like if Darth Maul was in the other. Uh, prequel movies. Uh-huh. It, I know it. it. It might have like salvaged them uh, yeah. a little bit more than they were. Um, I I just think he looks great. I was excited yeah. at him like possibly showing up like mm-hmm. like in person in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, we don't get to see him. We just get to see his hologram, and he he stands up, and then uh, he has his I guess like an updated lightsaber that has like a hilt of some mm-hmm. sort. Yeah, on either end of it. Um, but yeah, man, I was I was so pumped to see that. Like yeah, yeah. That I I had enjoyed this movie up to that that point so far, mm-hmm. but just like seeing that, I was like, oh, dude, this just kicked into like fuck yeah mode. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. It's uh, it's funny, like you said, that if he had been in the other prequels, maybe they would have been better. Um, he was like the coolest fucking villain, 
Uh, he was so well designed. He he looked badass. He had that double lightsaber, which was fucking rad. That whole fight scene with Qui Gon and and Obi Wan, and uh, Episode One is is just amazing. And then whenever he was so quickly dispatched, it was just like, all right, well, bye bye, best villain we've ever seen since you know <laughs> since uh, since Darth Vader, you know. And uh, and it felt like such a a missed opportunity that he should have been a bigger part of it. And he was so cool. And then. He's just gone, whatever. And I knew that he was in the Rebel. I don't watch those things, but I knew he was in the mm-hmm. Rebels TV show and maybe the Clone Wars TV show a little bit too. And they had brought him back, and that, those things were canon. So um, he's, you know, he's alive. But um, I, I never expected. I didn't think anybody expected him uh, in this. A lot of people were um, thinking Boba Fett would show up in this movie because they're going to do mm-hmm. like a, a spinoff for Boba Fett as well. Um, and uh, so people thought that, but uh, I don't think anybody expected this. And it was, it was a really cool surprise. And I'm so stoked to see him again like i'm not i'm not that excited um for sequels to this movie apparently uh alden ehrenreich had signed on for three movies mm-hmm. so they could do like a trilogy and yeah. obviously at the end like kira you know contacts maul and uh, who i guess he goes by he's not a sith anymore he's not darth maul he's just maul but uh he's like a crime syndicate thing but she contacts him and obviously there's gonna be more story with him and that's cool but i'm not really that excited about more of this version or whatever but mm-hmm. i'm excited about him and i think that was yeah. a good play uh, and I wonder who came up with that, uh, if it was the Kasdans or not. But uh, that was a, a really cool one, and I think everybody's going to be really excited to see him come back into uh, canon again on, on live-action film. You know, that's going to be really yeah. cool. So that alone yeah. will keep me going, yeah. I, I'm wondering if instead of doing, like, a sequel to this movie, like a direct sequel, mm-hmm. if, you know, the if Solo and Chewie from this movie and then, like, Kira show up in the... Boba Fett movie or whatever, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, if it cool. takes place in the timeline, like they're mm-hmm. they're linked in that way. So there's mm-hmm. not like a, a, a solo two or whatever, but it's just the next movie in line is is uh, the Boba Fett movie, and we can see these like characters, that. and then Darth Maul shows up again. That'd be fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. He's just such a great character design, uh, and just a, a cool name as well. Yeah, Darth Satan. Um, yeah, he's so cool. And, uh, it's, it's really, I'm glad that they, they went that route and I never expected that. So, um, I don't know if anybody else that watches those, yeah, Rebels and stuff like saw that coming ever or like that he'd be in the live action movies again. Um, I, I kind of just thought, I knew he was in those, but I just thought, oh, well, he'll be in the cartoon shows, but that's it. You know, whatever. Um, at least he's alive and at least there's something out there that's cool if you wanted to go find it. I think he's in some comic books or some of the novels and stuff too. Um, so it's like if you wanted to seek those out, but I never expected him to come back in live action. And uh, I'm sure Ray Park, who uh, plays him, is also really, really stoked to get back in that role too, because yeah. uh, he he's just awesome and all those kinds of things. So that's that's what he's known for is yeah. Mr. Darth Maul. So yeah, that's yeah. his main thing. That and Toad. And, and Toad. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he he had a uh, speaking role in Ballistic <laughs> X versus Sever. Are you oh, telling man. me that? Didn't <laughs> wow, set the world on fire. I forgot about that. <laughs> uh, by the way, in the in the first X Men, when he's there. That is one of the worst lines I think I've ever heard of all time is, do you know what happens to a toad when they're struck by lightning? Same thing as everything else. Yeah. I was like, what? Or I, I don't even know if that's it. It's like yeah, something like that. That's oh. it. Do you know who wrote that line? No. Joss Whedon. Oh my God. Are you kidding me? <laughs> nope. Maybe it's in the delivery then. Because hold on. I could see no, it no, as it's a just Joss a, It's just a bad line. It's just like, a bad line? Okay. It's, it's like, it's, it's, it's supposed to be like, I don't know. It's like they wanted it to be badass, uh-huh. but it, it wasn't. That's what or I'm saying. It, like maybe the delivery or like maybe a different movie. Like if that was in the Avengers mm-hmm. and the way that they joke around maybe, but like they didn't joke around like that in the X-Men. So it didn't even land as a joke. It was just weird. I guess maybe if, if like Star-Lord said it instead, yeah. you know, 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe the, the comedic word? timing was there. That's I so mean, funny. I didn't know. Normally, that. I think Holy of shit. Halle Berry as a very funny comedic actress. Um, oh, absolutely. So I don't know yeah. where where they went wrong. <laughs> she was hilarious in Monsters Ball. Oh my God, so funny. <laughs> uh, speaking of funny, I'm I'm trying to uh, remember the part that that dude laughed in my theater, and I don't remember exactly, but it was like a scene whenever Han is with um, Paul Bettany's character. Uh, at the end, and, and he says something. It was something stupid, like, like um, he was like, "Open up the case," and he's like, "I'm gonna open up you," or something like that. Okay, but it wasn't like it was like not a double entendre. But the guy yeah. at my theater was like, "Ha ha!" And it was like <laughs> clearly he was like an older guy, and he laughed. He like laughed so hard about it, and no one else did. And then like a, it was like a few beats, and then this chick like closer to me was like, <laughs> like laughing about mm-hmm. that guy. It oh was so weird, uh, and that's what made me laugh a little bit. That was like the only <laughs> it was time. was a chain reaction. It was a chain reaction. That was the only time anybody laughed in the entire movie. It was like this random thing that somebody thought there was a double entendre <laughs> that wasn't there, <laughs> and then it what? started a little chain. Yeah. Was it Santa Claus? <laughs> Maybe he doesn't understand oh, oh, oh. adult humor. He thought it was like dirty, but it wasn't, you know? Yeah. Oh, it was so funny, though. It was like, no, that wasn't a joke, man. That was just, he literally just said a line. Like, it was a yeah. throwaway line. It didn't mean anything at all. It would have been <laughs> totally It was funny, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> it was so random. Oh, man. Theater experiences. Always fun. <laughs> always something new. So, yeah, that's, that's everything that we have on Solo, A Star Wars Story. If you've got thoughts on this movie, uh, let us know. You can uh, either email us or uh, hit us up on Twitter or Instagram and Mm -hmm. uh, let us know your thoughts. I'm curious, uh, especially since I'm sure a number of our listeners have have stronger ties to to Star Wars. I could be way off base on uh, my enjoyment of this movie, but uh, you know what? I enjoyed it for myself. Oh, we didn't even rate it. Oh, yeah, we didn't do that with uh, like Deadpool either. Did we not? (laughs) I didn't even realize. (laughs) No. Uh, Uh, well, going back to Deadpool, that was uh, totally pizza to me. Okay. And for you? Uh, for me, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it hands. H a n d s. No, not not Han. <laughs> not not Hans. Han. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that still surprises me. I'm I'm intrigued by that. I, I'm uh, gonna have to watch it again. Uh, I think yeah. I just need to uh, to acclimate back to mm-hmm. it. But yeah, uh, interesting. But yeah. Interesting. So yeah, Deadpool was was hands for me. Um, how do you feel about this movie? Uh, this is hands for me. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm the same way. Yeah, this was hands as well. Okay, um, cool. uh, I was expecting it to be uh, more more mid tier, um, but, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I had a had a good time with it. I thought it was uh, a fun movie. Um, would you watch a sequel to this if they made a a direct like solo two? I I would totally watch it. Um, I wasn't as excited about this one, and then I I don't think I would be after watching it. I wouldn't be as excited about a sequel, except for Darth Maul coming into play somehow. But I like your mm-hmm. idea better, almost like a. A loose connected universe, not not to yeah. be connected, just the fact that they are connected already in Star Wars. Um, yeah. I think that's more intriguing, and I would probably be more excited about that. Um, I would. I'm totally excited for a Lando movie. Uh, yes, but Solo, I'm like, yeah, it's okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Uh, agreeing with my idea, um, <laughs> I think that's probably the best practice. <laughs> uh, let's just go ahead and move forward. You know what? I'm going to put in a call to uh, Lucasfilm. Yep. Go ahead. Uh, after we get done with this podcast and call you know Kathy. What, I'll, I'll just, you know, pull the trigger on it, you know? All right, good. This time <laughs> I'm going to shoot first. <laughs> we decided to hear first, folks. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, so yeah, uh, if you've uh, got any other questions or concerns, mm-hmm. uh, are you concerned about us? Don't be concerned about us. We're we're doing fine. Nah, as far as fine yeah, as fine. Uh, fine as we can be. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I'm drinking anyway. a two liter of RC Cola. I'm fine, guys. My you know wife's what? fine. <laughs> you know what? Maybe, they, maybe you do have concerns. We're drinking uh, just super sugary sodas on this every day. Um, yeah. We're not doing I, good, guys. We'll just I take drink it a front. lot. <laughs> Don't email us about your concerns. Uh, we're, we're doing poorly. We're in poor health. Uh, both of us are doing this from hospital beds. Uh, I'm surprised I could get a hospital bed out here behind the Starbucks that I'm recording at. Oh yeah, but, uh, expensive. You know what? It's uh, it's it's a nice part of town. You know, yeah, what can I say? Uh, but yeah, uh, send your show suggestions, questions, comments, dog picture, of course, mm-hmm. uh, pop culture, combat contenders, or anything else that you want us to discuss. Uh, you can send that to let's talk about stuff podcast at gmail.com. Again, if you'd like to be on the 50th episode, uh, be sure to put in the subject line 50 and we'll read that on that episode here in just a few weeks. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at LTAS pod and you can follow Stephen on letterboxd and Twitter at Stephen Fisher 22. Uh, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Brent Hibbard and that will do it. Um, now we don't have any, anything major planned for next week. Mm-hmm. Other than the return Uh-oh. of pop culture combat, that's right. Yes, it's back. The public has been clamoring for it. Oh yeah, and uh, we've heard zero of emails. <laughs> Nuns of people have told hey, you us. You know about what? It. We we haven't heard <laughs> anyone say don't do it again. There you go. So that's a plus. let's look at it on the on the positive side. <laughs> um, so we've done some of the biggies, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we've done. Buck Bunny versus Mickey Mouse. Yep. We've done Coke versus Pepsi, and we've done a third one. <laughs> Mario versus Sonic. Mario versus Sonic. <laughs> Those are pretty big ones. Yeah. But Stephen, let me ask you: Can it possibly get bigger? Uh, can it? I think it can. I think it can too. We're pitting two major franchises against each other, and what better time to do this than after this movie has come out? That's right. We're doing. Star Wars versus Star Trek. Oh man, I'm excited. Yeah. I think this will be this will be more interesting than you might think. Or some people might think Wait, about me. What what do you know? <laughs> <laughs> I've already recorded this episode of the future and it's good. Wait, so I have to fill in my dialogue in between what <laughs> yeah. you've already recorded? Oh, shit. Well, be prepared for a lot of uh, dick and butt jokes because oh, uh, man. Uh, cool. it's happening. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, I uh, I have a lot of... Uh, I, I'm obviously a huge fan of Star Wars, but um, I am a pretty big Star Trek fan as well. I, oh, wow. I have a lot of thoughts about Star Trek, so um, it'll be interesting to see where I kind of come out on some of the different levels of... Uh, of our, you know, categories and everything. Okay. Um, and some of the discussions. So I'm intrigued by this one. Okay. Yeah. Me too. Now. Uh, yeah. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't know you uh, were into Star Trek. Mm, I'm a, okay. I'm, I'm kind of interesting. A, a little bit interesting. Of a Again, wow. I'm not like a huge fan, you know. Yeah. Uh, but I'm, I'm a big fan, I guess. Yeah. Is that why you have the Spock ears on all the time? All the time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I thought they were just part of your headphones, but okay. <laughs> now it's starting to make sense. Yep. It's all right. <laughs> well, Stephen just flashed a gang sign at me. I wasn't prepared for that. <laughs> um, Spock and his awesome. gang signs. Let me tell you. Oh man, that guy. All right, so we'll go ahead and sign off so uh, you can make uh, family time. But uh, cool, cool. yeah. So until next time, I'm Stephen. I'm Brent. 
Let's talk later. All right. sync word for this one you got any ideas oh man um all i can think is just solo 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 no i don't know <laughs> i i I'm, I'm at a loss i'm very tired as well this will this will go great as usual <laughs> <laughs> i was doing laundry till like 1 30 <laughs> <laughs> okay here we go here we go sync phrase Oh, yes. In honor of one Mr. Donald Glover. Oh, yes. I hate you. Okay. Let's do that. Yep. I hate you on three. (laughs) (laughs) One, two, three. I I hate hate you. you. I know. Man, I went really, like, dark there. Yeah. I let it it drop. Like, I hate you. (laughs) Uh, But it's not true. I don't. Hold on just one second. I went to... uh... Look something up. I want to make sure I have my facts straight before oh, I yeah. uh, start popping off. I don't want to have another uh, <laughs> Scooby-Doo, James Gunn situation here. <laughs> I don't want to okay. be that guy, but that was funny. <laughs> right, and I, I feel like RC Cola is still retro. Like, they haven't upgraded in years. So I feel like this isn't even retro. It's just, you know, what it is. Um, so <laughs> you're talking... <laughs> They're freaking out. Let me let me put them outside real quick right before you get into all that. Hold on yeah. a second. Steven, let me ask you. Where do you go when you want to do some evil shopping? You go to the Darth Mall, Steven. <laughs> <laughs>